Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Fernando running back Isaiah Carlson. You're listening to the Walking Press podcast with Tyler O'Reilly. It's a matter of pride. Greetings and welcome into the Wacom Preps Podcast. This is episode 148, a review of week nine. I'm Ryland Spencer, along with me as always, Tyler Anderson of Wacom Preps. Tyler, how we doing? I'm doing ghoulish. It's this Halloween night. Yeah, I don't know about that. Um, well, it is Halloween night and we've never made a, we've, we've never tried to hide it. We, we always pretty much, actually, we basically always record at least a day early, um, I don't know that you and I, like, we could probably count on one hand, one hand, the amount of times we've recorded and like turned it around that day. Oh yeah, it hasn't been that many times. Yeah, that's for sure. Very yeah. rare because I mean, like, when we get to the top one hundred or things like that, like, we go like way ahead. <laughs> I was just gonna say that. Yeah, yeah. We're, when when we know what we're gonna talk about and everything's prepped. Yeah, we do a lot. Of, you and I are very similar that way. Where we try to get a lot of stuff done. We try to get things out of the way and go so we can relax later. We're like the opposite yes. of procrastination yes. when it comes to this kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean like the, the graphics that, you know, like, um, yeah. like I was already thinking the, like just yesterday, like I was about to go to sleep and I was like, you know what? I'll just make all those graphics I need for Tyler. And then I was like, actually, you know what? I can't even make them all. Cause I don't even know them all at the moment. Right. <clears throat> um, yeah. And we have a ton of stuff to talk about. We have, an absolute ton of stuff to talk about. But before we go any further, we want to give a thank you to Ferndale running back Isaiah Carlson for the intro. A young man, we we're going to talk about him uh, a little bit here uh, later in the podcast. He uh, did break a record that we will talk about here. But before we go any further, we need to talk about some tennis, Tyler. You and I talked about it last week. I don't remember how we even got on the topic, but I was like, hey, you know what? Let's talk tennis next week. We're not going to go too crazy here. We're just going to kind of give everybody an update and kind of let everybody know what's going on in the world of tennis. We've also got some academic state championships to talk about. And then um, I think next week we're going to talk about volleyball. We're going to we're going to go all in on volleyball because the volleyball state tournament kind of comes right behind it. So, um, Tyler, as far as tennis goes, uh, what do we need to know about tennis? What's going on? Where are they at? What's going on with uh, Whatcom County Tennis? 
Well, for those that don't know, uh, boys tennis is in the fall, but it breaks up because the weather starts getting bad. So they play all the way through districts and then they play state in the spring. This is something that's been going on for a while, but I, I was kind of, I learned this about three or four years ago. So it's been interesting, but you know, a lot of the city schools are very, very good in tennis. So Seahome sophomore, Zach Chai, he played really, really well at the Northwest district boys tournament a few weekends ago. He cruised through the tournament without losing a set including defeating his teammate, Nathan Grumman, 6-1 and 6-3 in the championship match. So Chai will head to the state tournament for the second year in a row. He's going to try to improve on his sixth-place finish from last year when he was just a freshman. So, wow. so pretty pretty impressive for now. him. What's, he, yeah, so just a sophomore, now. he's going to have gone two years in a row. That's, that's right. very impressive, man. I don't know a whole right. lot about tennis, but that's impressive. Yeah. Uh, and then Grumman, his teammate, he bounced back from losing that championship match to defeat Bellingham sophomore Jacob Kuhn, 6-2-6-1, for the second state berth. So they only get two. So this will be Grumman's first trip to state in, in his senior year. So that's pretty cool. So Seahome with a couple of singles stars going to state. Uh, on the doubles side, Seahome seniors Witt Gresham and Calvin Cranach, they defeated Matthew Rutz and Sawyer Nichols of Anacortes in a couple of six to one sets to take the second seed of the uh, to, to the state tournament. Um, Rutz and Nichols made it to state last year, but they were defeated twice in this year's district tournament by that same duo from Seahome. So that was, you know, they were probably favored a little bit, and then the Seahome Seahome got them twice to get that second seed. I believe it was a I think it was a t uh, a team from Archbishop to get the first seed for the for the doubles. So the state tournament's going to take place in Seattle on May 26th and 27th. So that's right, May 26th and 27th. So you got months to to get ready and practice up and go to your clubs and do all that stuff and and uh could you imagine that? Could you imagine like playing football like you get to the state tournament <laughs> yeah. and then you have to play and then you're going to wait like four or five months to play and that all the practicing you can do and getting ready and all the prep it's it's crazy but i mean i get it that's why you got to do it that way um and uh, I mean, the only way they could do it is if spring. they went indoors right i mean that's the only oh, way yeah, they could do sure. it and yeah i don't i just don't think there's enough facilities around to do something like that i mean yeah yeah you know there's so there's a couple places i know that are like smaller but you you would almost have to have like the Tacoma Dome and put like three or four, you know, uh, what do you call them? Courts in there. That's about yeah. the only thing I could really think of. And you're not, it's no offense to the people of, you know, in tennis, but there's not enough fans to bring in nearly enough money to try to do something like that. So right. not to mention, I don't think they would want to do it on that floor in there anyway. I mean, I wouldn't think they would. I yeah, mean, right. I know that the, you know, it's, it's like a, it's a hard floor. So that's, you know, it's, it's not like they're doing it on clay, you know what I mean? Right, but, right, right. Um, I would imagine they you know, it probably wouldn't be the most ideal um, place to do it. But, yeah, I mean, it's just wild. They, I mean, May 26th and 27th, Tyler, of yeah. 2023. We still got two months left of 2022. <laughs> right. I mean, there's two months left of 2022. And then you're basically talking about five full months almost because that's at the back end of May. So you're talking yeah. seven months. Yeah. That is really, really weird. And I think I could be wrong, but doesn't doesn't like maybe is it uh cross country don't they do something similar is i don't think so as does? far as i know i think that they <clears throat> i thought there was I'm... another oh maybe it's golf oh could be yeah well I... golf as i as far as i know is always in the spring boys and girls oh see i in thought walking thought... county anyways. oh yeah i don't know i mean i'm so not gonna make, lie they're... some of those sports they're... i really just don't pay much attention to 
Yeah, it is what it is. There's not much I can do about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess there is. I could I could focus more on it. Um, anyway, yeah, that's uh, that's some talk about tennis, Tyler. Um, we also want to give recognition to uh, the academic state championships came out today, um, or academic state championship teams, I guess, because it's not like you're you know like in an academic bowl and like answering questions. It's not. It's not like it's like a game of Jeopardy, like to figure out who wins <laughs> in the end. Um, but yeah, there's a couple of from Whatcom County, uh, the Sea Home. Uh, boys cross country team wins the two A academic state championship with uh, that, and that's head coach Kevin Ryan with a team GPA of three point nine five four. Tyler, I don't know about you, but it's about uh, two point nine higher than what I got. Um, <laughs> yeah. And the thing that blows me away, you and I've talked about this before about Seahome. They have so it lists here the GPA and how many participants. So obviously in you know football they're all up in like the twenties and thirties, but then you get to um, cross country and it's like nine, 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 seven, nine, nine, five, seven, five, nine. And then they're home with 20. <laughs> right. What yeah. in the world? I mean, they love their running like they, yeah. I mean, you know what they're doing though, Tyler, really? They're making up for you and me. That's what they're right. They're, they're making up for the fact that you and I don't really run anywhere. I mean, yeah. unless it's like a, a Taco Bell run. I mean, I've, I've done a few of those. Like, I mean, you'll see me. I mean, you know, the Walken County fans will tell you, I run up and down those sidelines, especially if I'm taking stats and I'm on the field Yeah, and they're doing like a hurry up offense. I'm sprinting down there to see what yard line they're on and what, you know, what's going to happen next. And if they're, especially if they're going to throw the ball on the opposite side, on the opposite sideline, I'm trying to, you know, I can't, I can't look over anybody's helmet on the sideline. I mean, I'm just not tall enough. So I have to run all the way down the other side and yeah, and, see, uh, I, so I do I'll stand behind. Like yeah. I, there's, there's plenty of, you know, one of the, one of the things that I do, <laughs> Tyler, that's funny. You'll see, sometimes people see me with like my hands on my knees and I'm bent over. Like I'm about to go run somebody over, but right. really what I'm doing is I'm steadying myself to figure out exactly what yard line the ball is located on. And yeah. then I'm going to follow yeah. that yard to the sideline or the next one to the sideline and then count back. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Right. I do it at times. People are like, what are you doing? And I'm like, yeah, shh, 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 hold on a second. <laughs> 34 yard line and they're like what (laughs) yeah and i don't Um, know about you but like i never trust the scoreboard for what yard so certain places i will certain places i won't a lot of times if 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 i want to like confirm what i'm thinking Mm -hmm. you know if i if i look at it it's like that looks like the 33 for me i might take a quick peek but you go to places like stanwood they don't even have it on their scoreboard yeah their scoreboard doesn't have down distance any of it and then Lake Stevens, I was there on Friday. They don't even put it up. They have it. They have the spot oh, for it, but they, they don't even it, use it. Yeah, right. And I'm like, what 4A school, not to mention one of the best. The be- yeah, right. <laughs> like, it's just, I don't know, insane to me. But, yeah, the Seahome uh, Boys Cross Country Team 3.954 uh, head coach Kevin Ryan. They are the academic state champions. There are a few other ones here, Tyler. Bellingham Girls Soccer wins the 2A academic state championship. That is head coach Spencer Wolf. They had 16 participants uh, with a uh, combined 3.93 GPA, Tyler. Um, let's see here. Football. We got a football one, Tyler. I love it. I love seeing the football teams getting it. Squalicum. Head coach awesome. Nick Lucy, 37 participants, 3.461 GPA. That's some smart dudes over there. Um, and, and we'll give a shout-out also. I mean, we might as well. Uh, our guy Miguel Perez. Yeah, the principal. Uh, yeah, been yeah, on the podcast friend before. Of mine. Yep. Yeah. Wait, was he the guy who took a picture of you and him? Yes. 
Yeah. Yeah. That was the first picture I ever took where I pointed to the guy next to me because I was so pumped to be standing there next to Mike. And I was like pointing. I was like, I was like, here we are again. And then now that's become like a thing where almost every time I take a picture of someone, I'm pointing to them. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and then you've told me before uh, their athletic director, Patrick Brown, has always been very helpful for you and yes. um, helping you out with things. Um, yeah. One of my needed. favorites. Um, and then, uh, let's see here. Volleyball, the two a volleyball state academic state championship goes to Linden high school head coach, Chris Elsner, 10 participants, 3.93 GPA, Tyler. Unreal. Um, and then last, but certainly not least the sea home slow pitch softball team, by the way, Tyler, I mean, you might as well just go start cherry picking some of the girls off of that. I didn't even know they had slow pitch softball. That's right up your alley. I mean, it is. You, you, it is. Load up your team with Whatcom County athletes. Um, Seahome slow pitch softball wins the two A academic state championship. That's head coach Jim Emerson. Nine participants, three point seven five eight GPA. So, uh, you and I, I think, are both. Um, I don't know what you were like ac academically in high school, Tyler. This is very much a do as I say, not as I do thing. I tell people academics yeah. will take you further in life than anything. And yeah. the fact of the matter is, is we want to recognize stuff like this. So anytime, I mean, honestly, if you have something that you think we should recognize as long, as far as that goes academically, mm -hmm. reach out to us, let us know. Like if there's kids that win, um, you know, uh, who was it? Spencer Blackburn, I think won an academic, um, like Heisman right. or something. Yeah, right. Um, I can't yeah. remember exactly what it all was. All-American academic. Yeah, academic all-American. Yeah. That's what it was at Eastern Washington. We want to we make sure we recognize stuff like that. So if you have anything like that, you can email Tyler or hit him up, uh, direct message on any of the social medias. Um, email him. You can, uh, what is it, Mr. Underscore Mohawk at Hotmail.com, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, let him know. We uh, we would love to let people recognize uh, all of that. Uh, next it, week. It's a, and it's super important, too, just really quickly. Like, yeah. And I know you'll you'll back me up on this because you get it a lot more than I do. Yeah, but when we'll a see. parent reaches out and says, you know, Hey, what can I do to, you know, I want to get my kid looked at uh, He's He wants yep. to play college football, blah, blah, blah. The first thing I say is what's his GPA. That's the first thing I say every single yeah. time. Yeah. And so it's, if they tell it's, me it's a 4.0, I go, Hey, we got, we can do a lot of, a, now we a got lot a lot, a, a Film lot more doesn't that we can work with. nearly as much. Yeah. You know, if, so, if a, yep. the way that I always say it, Tyler, if a college coach knows he does not have to worry about you academically, it just made you far more recruitable. Yes. Because that's a great way to put it. We can get you into school. We can have you go to your classes. We we don't have to worry about at some point losing our starting right guard to academic probation. Right. You know, so academics will always go to here here's another one for you, Tyler. Most people most people like to go to um you you know, like they talk about football in college. And they say that, um, you know, oh, you're going to get to go play four more years of football. Mm -hmm. You know, oh, you, no, we're going to use our, our academics to play four more years of football. There you go. That's what it is. It's not, we're not using football to get four more years of, of school. No, it's mm -hmm. the other way around. Right. Academics right. come first. That's why it's, it's a student athlete, not an athlete student. Right. Uh, yeah. Not an athletic student. Right. Yes, exactly. So, yep. uh, yeah. So we'll talk about volleyball next week. Um, the, it's very weird the way they're doing the state championships this year, according to the WI's website. I, I almost feel like it's wrong, but I'm pretty sure that they know what they're talking about on their own website. Although that's not always entirely true. Um, <laughs> interesting group. over The there. winner of this game is out. Yeah. Yes. Out <laughs> and out. Apparently. Yeah. Um, yeah. Winner to state loser to wait. No, they're both out. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so they they have it listed as um, everything is, uh, or excuse me, like it's like 
back to back to back. So they're all being played at the Sundome in Yakima. Yeah. But they're all being played at like different times, except 2A and 4A are being played at the same time somehow, and 3A is not. I know that 2A is and 4A are smaller than 3A. 3A is huge. So mm-hmm. I guess that makes some sense. I don't know. Honestly, I have no stinking idea. But we're going to get it figured out, and we'll talk about it next week here on the uh, Whatcom Preps podcast. Because we're not just football, Tyler. We're not. Right. Although we kind of are. Yeah, we, we lean that way. <laughs> I like that. Hey, it's yeah. election season. I like the way you say that. Yeah. Uh, Tyler, we got a lot to talk about games. Seven games on the slate from last week. You attended two games. Cedro Woolley at uh, Squalicum. And you attended uh, Linden Christian at Mount Baker. Now, Tyler, you typed into the uh, into the show sheet here. Uh-oh, what did I do wrong? Cedro Woolley, W-O-L-L-L-E-Y. Oh, a little extra L there. Oh, I, with, I, with I only, only one O. <laughs> yeah, I only bring that up because I want to make sure you didn't put that in the story or anything, too. Oh, no. I, I Woolley. Yeah. yeah, well, I, you know... I I gave them an extra L. It's too bad Squalicum couldn't. It was it was uh, <laughs> like, it wasn't even close. I mean, no, it was not close. Forty two to three on Thursday night at Civic Stadium in Bellingham. Uh, Cedro Woolley coming away with the win. F- uh, excuse me, it was twenty eight to three at halftime. But then uh, Cedro Woolley tacked on seven in the third, seven in the fourth, and uh, to come away. Well, now Tyler, now your box score is all messed up here too. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I see it. I've got 42 to 3, and I've got 14, 14, 0, 3, 7, 7, 0, 3. So what is it? Talk to me. <laughs> uh, the 3... In the fourth quarter, did not happen for Squalicum. They okay. scored their field goal in the second quarter. Gotcha. Yeah. Zero. There it is. All right. So, 28-3 at halftime. Seven yeah. in the third. Seven in the fourth. Ball game. Get out of there. Everybody's hopefully, you know, uh, uninjured, let's say. <sighs> what did you yeah. see? You were there. Uh, were you in the booth? Were you shivering down below? What was going on? Oh, no. I was I was in the booth wearing my Anthony Munoz jersey. <laughs> Um, 78 yeah and that was uh yeah that was your number in high school right yeah yeah i um 
it was kind of uh I knew I was going to see coach Steven Ayers up there, one of the great offensive linemen in Whatcom County history. So I was kind of an ode to him, although I saw him for about two or three seconds. Um, Wait, wh- who is he? Where is he? Like what? He's a, he's a line coach at Squalicum. He gotcha. played at Seahome, played at Washington state. Oh yeah. I, uh, I know the name. I just didn't know. Yeah. 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 And he's, and he's coached at, I think he's been an assistant at Seahome, Bellingham and Squalicum now. So he's, he's hit up all the Bellingham schools, the hat just trick. a super awesome dude, just one of the best. Um, so yeah, wore the Anthony Munoz jersey, went out there, went down there during pregame. It was, you know, it was senior night. They line up all the parents for for band, cheerleaders, sports medicine, and the wow. football team. I mean, it's from like goal line to goal line. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it is really cool, and it was just pouring rain. Um, <laughs> That's of course. Oh my goodness, it was so bad. Uh, and windy, like strong winds. And I'm up in the booth, um, you know, got a place to myself. There was radio there too, but it was like Cedro radio because I didn't, re- I didn't recognize the guys. Um, and it was tough because I think the biggest thing that was the biggest problem for Squalicum was they rely a lot on some on deep passes. And with the wind the way it was, I don't even think the rain was as much of a problem, but I think any quarterback will tell you or any passing game coordinator or whoever, they'd say, you know, wind is a bigger problem than rain. Um, and the ball sailed a lot. The ball fluttered a lot. Just uh, just the deep passing game was not there at all. It was a really, really tough thing. And at Cedro, they don't throw the ball down the field. You know, they throw the ball kind of on the perimeter out to the side. They run mostly. Um, and it just kind of played to their strength. Uh, Cedro looked dominant. I'd only seen them once on film because the sea home game didn't happen. So I only saw them against Linden where they looked very, very good. So I hadn't seen them a ton this year. They, uh, are great up front. They find things that work and they're not, they don't like, they don't get too cute and try other things. They'll just keep doing stuff that works. You know what I mean? Like they're just, they just play smart. Like they don't outthink themselves. Uh, and they looked like they could be a team that could be like, uh, I don't know the terminology that you use lower seed, lower, lower seeded seed, like a team that's going to be like a, a nine or, or higher or lower, yeah. or however you want to say Lower half it. of the bracket. Yeah. Right. Lower half of the bracket that could upset a first, you yeah. know, a first, um, uh, what do they call it? Like a bracket buster or like a, yeah, they just kind of, yeah. they just, they just, because they're going to be the, the, the three seed. Yeah. Um, I think they're not going to be seated as well as they should be because of how good they are. And I think they're going to upset some teams. I think that they are very, very good. The good thing they have um, working for them though, Tyler, is that everybody knows how tough that conference is. Okay. Yeah. See, I, I kind of figured me. that, but you just never know sometimes. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if they found a way to, sn- to sneak in, um to to a home game but it's really tough to justify it you know i we've talked about it before i was on the seating committees um you know and it's it's really tough to justify every team in a league getting a home game you know yeah. it just is so you're right at the same time i don't want to play them if i'm if i'm sure. uh, eight or in nine and and i have to host them i i don't want to play them yeah. not at all like there's nothing that makes me want to play them yeah they looked they just I don't know. They have, they had a little bit of everything, you know, um, they kept doing these inside handoffs to the wing back. Um, and it just worked. And then all of a sudden 
as soon as Squall configures it out, Reynolds would keep it and go the other way. And it's just wide open. It's just, it's just, it was just demoralizing. Um, and it just kept, it just kind of, you know, getting stronger and stronger. And it was just tough for Squalcom to do anything after that. Marcus Nixon had a pretty good game. He got hurt uh, in the second half, went under the tent there for a while, came out, was kind of walking gingerly. So I'm sure it was some sort of leg thing. I don't know exactly what happened or a hip or something, but that's, that's never good. Um, but, you know, I mean, Nick Watt, 12 and a half tackles again. So <laughs> that's just, it's just what he does or, or yeah, what he like does. literally that it's what he does. I mean, like, Every single week now, man. It, it, that guy yeah. is just he is a um what's the word like he's a lock, you know what I mean? To to put up numbers yeah. in the like, Yeah, it, it's and it's insane. not like he's back there, you know, as a free safety as the last line of defense and his defense is just Yeah, giving up five hundred yards or something. Like no, right. that's not he, what it he's, is. He's he's coming up and making plays yeah. at the line of scrimmage. He's just one he's of those aggressive. guys that that just you know, sniffs it out. So Yeah, I mean it's it's it, his film's impressive. Uh Cedro Woolley, four hundred and forty one yards of offense, Squalicum 204. You mentioned Marcus Nixon, 14 carries, 66 yards. Um, yeah, not just not a whole lot really going on. I mean, uh, Joaquin Ortiz, McAllister, seven catches, 64 yards. But um, Tyler, do we know yet? Um, I think you, you had said to me, if Squalicum plays, it'll be against one of the two teams from potentially from the um, – or it, it could be potentially one of the two teams that does not make week – 10 or what am i trying to say here we it doesn't make from the one a for yeah. one a yeah yeah there's yeah, the thursday I mean, crossover stuff yeah so crossover from what i heard originally was they're looking for a week 10 matchup so they're definitely playing yes and then after that it's depending on what happens on thursday and we'll get into that in a little bit but uh they could face one of the local 1a teams which is you know, music to me because that helps me a bunch. That's <laughs> yeah. one less game I would watch. But uh, plus, it'd be fun to see Squalicum go against you know uh, another Walking County team. That's always fun. You know, they played they played Linden Christian last year. Um, they were scheduled to play Nooksack last year, but that game didn't happen because of COVID. Um, so it's always fun when you know. I it's tough to say you know oh you know two A is better than one A just because they have more kids. Well, you know, I, I'd, I'd love to see these these kind of matchups because yeah. you just never know. So, um, Well, it doesn't always work out that way. <laughs> no, it doesn't. And 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 teams improve, like, you know, Seelman and Baker played each other in week one. You know, both teams have changed a lot since then. Yeah. So it'd be – and but I think both teams have gotten a lot better since week one. I mean, everybody kind of has. But it's it, – yeah, it's always different, especially so at the, at the end of the year. And, you know, I don't know where the game would be played or what time or anything. There's still a lot of things up in the air, but yeah. I know that Squalicum will be playing a Week 10 game. And hopefully we have that information for the Thursday morning podcast. Yeah, I'm um, really <laughs> as, as a matter of fact, Tyler, this week we could actually preview the tiebreaker. Because yeah, the, our podcast will come out Thursday morning. Right. So yeah, and that's something that yeah we'll have to talk about because when there's when we're doing the pick'em and stuff, and depending on the tiebreaker, we don't know what who yes. Squalicum will be playing. I mean, there's a lot of things going on. We might have to do picks for multiple games that might not even happen. Yes, you know what I mean. Exactly. <laughs> just kind of yeah. be be ready for anything type thing. Yeah, I'm I, I'm gonna make 200 graphics this week just for the uh, pick'em. <laughs> um, I didn't even think about that. I'm again, Cedar Woolley 42 to three over Squalicum. Uh, 
Friday night at, or excuse me, Thursday night at Civic Stadium. Seahome, 32-11, also on Thursday night. This one was down at Lakewood over the uh, fighting Dan Teeters down there. Um, you know, looks like a real workman-like effort. Uh, Seahome, 368 yards of offense, 205 for Lakewood. Tyler, uh, what did you see on film here? I mean, it looked like Seahome kind of got out to an early lead and then made it interesting at halftime, but then kind of uh, bounced out in the, in the third. Yeah, that's basically what happened. I mean, yeah, Seahome looked great right off the bat. Things were working, uh, moving the ball, and Lakewood owned the second quarter. Um, they started doing a lot of, you know, Dan Teetery things. They would they would do the, you know, like you got like this, like a swinging gate offense. I mean, you see it a lot on extra points. Yep. And then they had it like at the 30-yard line, you know, <laughs> where they had you know a ton of linemen way off to the side. They had a guy coming in motion. They had a receiver on the right side. And, you know, oh, is the center eligible now? And, I mean, it was just <laughs> – and they're moving the ball doing it, you know. Yeah. And then they end up scoring a touchdown. And, you know, they got that field goal. And it's just it's just fun to watch because, you know, you, you'll, you'll see things. You'll see, like – you know, Linden has done a lot of like, like, um, um, I don't know what you want to call it, like heavy offset offensive line stuff. Oh, unbalanced, unbalanced. Thank yep. you. And we're like the center is snapping the ball and all of his linemen are on the right side. Well, it's like, yep. well, they're going to run to the right side and, and they're playing up to the center. Like it's a normal, you know, it's like you can do little things every once in a while that just to outsmart high school defensive players. And yep. it's just those little things every once in a while where this guy's, you know, not covered. He he he's not an eligible receiver. You do not have to cover him, but they still do. They, you know, they'll put a guy on him. Just weird little things like that. Um, and Seahome, uh, you know, they they rebounded in the in the second half. Played really really well. Um, I thought that uh, I liked seeing Nolan Wright run a little bit more. Um, and you know, obviously they're. They're focusing on Tommy Funk and why not? Uh, they do that and and it opened up a lot for Wright and Neff to do some other things with like an option game a little bit. Um, it's fun to see, you know, Neff is the fullback, but they'll 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 fake a dive to Funk and run an option with Neff. You know, he's got the speed of a halfback, so yeah. that can work too. That's how he scored his touchdown. That's how Wright scored his touchdown. Those are both in the third quarter. Um they didn't throw a whole lot, but they were super effective, you know, right, you know, seven of 11 passing, but two of them for touchdowns. Andre Watson had another huge game. He's, he's, uh, there's going to be some records that are going to be broken by the time his career is done. Um, it's, uh, very, very impressive to see what he does. He also had another interception. I believe that makes seven on the year for him. Wow. Um, just, you know, and interceptions by lots of guys, Max Mollo, Kai Swanson, Jackson do, um, wait in this so, game. Yeah. In this oh, game, they had four, four interceptions. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. So that was, you know, defense their, their defense has just been just great all year. Like I said earlier, they're the only team that's held their opponents for this whole season under 40% completion percentage for the wow. season. And, um, that's really and, impressive. Yeah, for the whole year, and and it's uh, yeah, they did a great great job with that. It's just a just a good overall win. I thought that, um, you know, there was nothing flashy at all, and I thought Lakewood played better than I expected. You know, which you can kind of see like a, you know on a senior night, last home game, all that stuff. 
Um, sometimes the Thursday nights are kind of weird. You know, they just kind of they just have a weird feel to them. So sometimes weird things happen. But but Seahome did what they were supposed to do. They they started their game a half hour later than this than the Squalicum one, and they may have gotten word around the second quarter that Squalicum was down big, and they it just kind of took the air out of them. And that could have been what happened in the second quarter. But they rebounded in the second half and played you know the Mariner football that they've been playing all year. Um. You know, you mentioned Nolan Wright, seven of eleven. I mean, that's efficient. Yeah, that's efficient. I feel like he's been that guy all year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, hasn't done anything too crazy. By the way, Tyler, I just got a, I just got a really funny um, audio clip um, for for our, uh, an intro here. Um, <laughs> I just got a really, really funny mistake that um, that you'll you'll hear at some point here. Sorry, um, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little I'm a little spaced out at the moment. Um, yeah, well, we like to multitask a little bit. Yes. At least uh, at least my girlfriend called you out last podcast that you like to multitask a little bit. <laughs> oh yes, yes. Well, you know, it's not my fault. I'm getting tagged in stuff on Facebook all the time. Um, <laughs> While we're recording, it's while great. we're recording, yeah. yeah. All of a sudden, yeah. I see a notification and I look at it. And I'm like, okay, I got to comment on this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Tyler, I mean, this looks like a, a how do I say it? This looks like a win that has been very common of Seahome this season. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it almost looks like a, you know what? <laughs> this is this is funny. It's like a, a Randy Small uh, weather report from the first eight weeks, right? Yeah, right. Like, right. This is it exactly what you expect. Yep. You know, and um, I mean, you mentioned Watson, six catches, 71 yards, also had three carries for 12, um, but the two touchdowns. And then, um, you know, Tommy Funk, 20 carries, a buck 61. Carson Neff, 15 carries for 67. Nolan Wright, four for 43. I mean, this is your classic, just kind of what they've done this year. I mean, it looks like. Looks like every other win, almost in a way, uh, for Seahome. So it's good to see those guys kind of going out, uh, if you will, you know, on a good note. They so I believe they're going to have a game this week. We'll we'll uh, we'll talk more about that on Thursday. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is a this is a good win for them. Thirty-two to thirty, or excuse me, thirty-two to eleven, or um, thirty-eight to eleven if you go to SB Live or Max Preps or yeah, it depends on where you go. I mean, yeah. The, but, the good thing know, is, Tyler, you I, have, I happen to be watching the film and and see every score. So you know, if you want to believe other sites, you go ahead. I'm not, you know, I'm hey, not, I'm not gonna. There's there's go a ahead. reason there's a reason why you're the top dog, Tyler. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, <laughs> there's a, there's a reason. Um, but yeah, so, uh, 32 to 11 see home over Lakewood. Those are the two Thursday night games, Tyler. Yes. Friday night. We had five more games. Um, and actually let's take a quick be here. One, two, uh, with lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved. We are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Three of them were in the county. So this was a this was a, a decent weekend for you in terms of not having a ton of games spread out all over the place. Way better than like nine or whatever it was you had that one time. No, ten. Yeah. Wasn't yeah, it's it? 10. Yeah, all 10. Yeah, all 10 teams were playing outside the county. Unbelievable. Well, playing against non-county teams. Yes, um, yes. Some but of this was, but you're right. These were three, and of the, and those three teams were against county teams, and it was in the county. It was, yeah, yeah it was a fun night. Thank fun goodness night, the Friday 1A night. league doesn't go outside the county. Um, Nooksack Valley, 44-7 to over Blaine. Um, this was actually a 7-7 game at one point, yeah. Tyler, and then you know, Nooksack Valley. I mean, you know, this is kind of what you've almost uh, almost come to expect out of Nooksack Valley. 14, 14, 14, and then two to finish it off for a 44-7 win. What would you see? Uh, yeah, well, early on it was pretty even. Like you said, it was 7-7. Each team drives down, uh, scores a touchdown pass. Things looked very even. Like if I, you know, I knew the score before I saw the film, so I, I kind of knew what was coming. But if I hadn't and if I was there live, uh, and I saw that kind of boom, boom. It was just like, whoa, okay. They each, um, they each just drove down and scored like it was, you know, nothing, nothing crazy. Uh, and then Nooksack Valley just kind of did what they did. I mean, it was uh, Joey Brown is, you know, obviously he's, you know, a great quarterback and he's got all the tools and he looks the part and everything, but he's so fast. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's it's Aren't they weird all? <laughs> because you you look you know usually it's like you know you look at like 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 I'm thinking of like fast quarterbacks in my head from Walken County and obviously you know you got you know you got your Jake Lockers and your Josh Crafts and but when I think of like like really like fast like Leighton Smithson last year was yeah. just unreal fast unbelievably you know? fast Daniel Ziegler at Sea Home yeah I remember know? him about eight years ago or nine years ago. Maybe even more than that. Yeah. I remember he was a quarterback returning kicks, wasn't he? Oh man. It was just lethal returning kicks and punts. I mean, it was, you just do not kick to that guy. I I pay attention. Yeah. And I think he holds the Whatcom County record for most attempted passes in a game without an incompletion. Wow. That's actually really impressive. Um, yeah, I might be you wrong, wouldn't have thought think... of him as like a drop back, throw it around guy sure. either. You know, no, no, but he could he could throw really well. I think he was like twelve for twelve in a game. Um, and then uh, you know, and he's like that, like Joey Brown. I think he got he was placed pretty high in the state. I think in the one hundred meters, um, and he you know like he did other things too. But man, and he, but he's like six three, two hundred pounds. <laughs> so it's just it's just really impressive to see when he takes off and how. Like you've talked about over and over again, and I saw it on film when Leighton Smithson like split those defenders that both had an angle on him. And yeah, he just and he, he was just, just he just was, ran he just so fast. Yeah, Joey Brown had a play like that, and he's had a feud like that this year, and only you know five carries on the game for 121 yards. Um, and he just the biggest thing too about his game that I've loved is you know he's been starting. I mean, started games as a freshman even, and he is understanding the offense so well. He just, he's not turning the ball over at all. You know, his two picks for the all year was against Lyndon Christian. Um, the rest of the games, he has not turned the ball, the ball over once it's, that is huge. That goes a long way, but that offensive line, I mean, Colton Lentz, you know, breaking his own, his own record, his own, well, not 
record, but his career high, uh, going for 256 yards on the ground and a couple of touchdowns. That was huge. Um, our boy Duke Halaapiapi had a three yard carry, which was great because it yes. was like they hand it to him, and he first thing he does, he bounces it outside. I mean, he bounced it. <laughs> he bounced it. I mean, he bounced it. And Who does then this he, guy think you know, he is? Yeah, I mean, he is, he is a sweep runner. He is not running yeah. dive. And uh, bounces outside, you know, guy gets rid of a tackler, moves forward, breaks another tackle, gets three yards. It was awesome. Um, and Blaine, you know, Blaine, I, it looked like they were trying some some different things on offense. They, they, they went to like a double tight eye formation at one point, um, you know, and they put Riley eye to tailback. He took a couple carries. They were just trying to find ways to get him the ball, trying to find ways to move the ball, probably keep the ball away from the Pioneers for a little bit. Um, I think I may have gotten injured at some point in the game because I didn't see him much in the second half, which is too bad because as far as I'm concerned, he's 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 their best player just overall offense, defense, special teams. He could do so many things. So that 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 really hurt Blaine. But by that time, Nooks that Valley had kind of taken control. Um you know, and they, you know, really, they needed to win this one to secure, you know, um, a chance to get to the postseason. I don't know if they knew what was going on at Deming at the same time, but uh, a lot of really good things happened for them. Um, also really cool to see Bennett DeLang out there playing playing football. He's a great, great athlete, amazing basketball player. He's probably going to average around 20 points a game in basketball this year. Uh, grew up playing football. He's kind of, he was a quarterback. Uh, you know, he played some varsity as a freshman, was the backup quarterback at the time, uh, was the JV quarterback. Uh, hasn't played football since. He was out there playing some receiver, playing some safety, did some things. So that was really cool. Just an added element to that pioneer offense and defense that, you know, really doesn't need any more elements. Um, but uh, they looked really, really sharp. You mentioned uh, Joey Brown running the 100-meter dash. Yes. So I decided to look it up really quickly, Tyler. Oh, yeah. He ran an 11.75. Yeah. Which I don't know much about track, but that seems really fast for a guy his size. Yeah. And I can kind of confirm some things here because the guys that finished in the top five, I know three of them. Um, yeah. Reggie Witherspoon is at Seattle Academy, but they don't have football, so he plays at Garfield. Yeah. Um, Alan McCarrigan is at Colville and Job Kralik is, uh, Gavin Kralik's son, the head coach over at Eatonville mm-hmm. and he's headed to army next year. Uh, Job Kralik is, and I think Joey Brown could probably swallow all three whole, <laughs> I mean, small guys, you know, not, yeah. not real big guys. So when you consider, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, he, he could, I think he's eating meals bigger than Job Kralik. Yeah. I, I know I have. <laughs> I know. I, well, I, I I I remember last year, uh, Jackson Courtlever saying, "I you know Joey Brown's the only guy that has ran away from me like when I'm chasing him. Wow. Like he he I, he separated himself because he and that, he was like he was like that just doesn't happen. He goes yeah. that then that happened. So that's that's yeah that says a lot. Yeah, it's saying something there. Um, let's see here some numbers for Nooksack Valley. Uh, you mentioned uh. Oh, and by the way, we've talked about it before, right? That there's, I mean, is there another Brown? Like, is it related? What What's going on? Yes, there? it is. It is Evan Brown. They are brothers. Okay. They They look like twins for crying out loud. There is. 
there, there, that, that is one honest family right there. There's, there's no mistaking it. There's a great picture of the two of them. Um, and, and, uh, it, they look like twins. It's unbelievable. Um, and he's probably going to be the quarterback of the future. And I, you know, I think that, um, uh, oh man, I can't remember what I was going to say now, but it's just, you know, and he's like six, one 170 pounds as a freshman. Wow. So he's, he kind of looks size. that same, like he built yeah. the same I way. I assume they'll find a way to work him into something next year. Yeah. You know, yeah. Receiver I, when I went and saw him a few weeks ago live, <laughs> Joey kind of stopped me walking the sideline and he grabbed his brother. And he, they were kind of standing next to each other. Like, so what do you think? Are we brothers? I'm like, yeah, you're brothers. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Just yeah. A, hey, Tyler, it is kind of cool to see uh, our guy, Duke, Duke getting yep. a carry. Um, I'm really glad that we didn't throw money down on that one. We do still owe sixty six dollars to Ferndale. Um, we'll get we'll get it there eventually. We're, we're gonna we're gonna make your work a little bit for it, Ferndale. Yeah, Although yeah. technically they already did. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. Colton Lentz, twenty five carries, two hundred and fifty six yards, uh, two touchdowns, and then um, let's see here. Joey Brown, five carries, one hundred and twenty one. By the way, five carries for one hundred and twenty one. <laughs> I know, man. Like I'm telling just, you, yeah. Just, just it's it's very um five game Landon Hanstead of him. You know what I mean? Yes, like, yes. Like just taking off. Um, yeah. I mean, just all in all, a really, really good win for Nooksack Valley. Obviously, they had a week off the week before, um, and so it's it's good for them to get that win. And uh, you know, now here we are Thursday. We're gonna we're gonna have some things going on. And uh, we'll see if these guys can get themselves into the state tournament. Uh, by the way, Nooksack Valley, 567 total yards uh, of offense. I mean, that yeah. is impressive. Yeah, that's a that's a big day right there. Um, yeah, yeah 44-7 Nooksack Valley over Blaine. Um, Meridian, 35-7 over Bellingham. Uh, 0-0 at the end of the first quarter, 7-7 at halftime. The yeah. only scoring in the second half, 28 points from the Trojans. Tyler, what'd you see here? I thought this was Bellingham's best game. I really did. I know they lost 35 um, 7, but this was, you know, you take away maybe um, Napa Vine. Yep. And this is probably their next toughest opponent they've played all year. Uh, and they played them great for the first three quarters. Things fell apart a little bit with some interceptions in the in the fourth quarter, but I thought they they played fantastic. Uh, and I'm not going to say that Coach Leonard listened to the podcast and took my advice and said just pound the ball, uh, but they pounded the ball, uh, and they did a good job just you know eating up chunks at a time. I mean Logan Steves with 30 carries. I mean he. He's been the workhorse of the season in Whatcom County. He's got the more 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 carries than anybody on the year. Um, Did they he took miss Tyler? Time? They took Tyler Frost and put a number seventy six on him. What? And in play, he played. I think he played some offensive line. So he's one of uh, me. He's one of us. I mean, yeah. well, not you, but me. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, which you know, I didn't notice until on defense. I see the seventy six playing you know, in pass coverage and stuff. And I'm like, what's a 76 doing in pass coverage? And I can just tell by the way he moved. I was like, oh, that's Frost. I know that's Tyler Frost. Wow. So I was like, okay. And it makes sense because. think of him though, Tyler, about his athleticism. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. And his physical play. I mean, I, yeah, there's a I lot. Know. There's a lot I, to like about that guy. 
I, 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 I hear you. And I think that, you know, if you'd ask him, would you rather run with the ball in your hand or hit somebody? I think he'd rather hit somebody. So I like that. That, that might be a permanent change. I don't know. I mean, they just, you know, just they just rode Logan Steves and they they, they stayed with him. They scored first. Um, you know, they gave up the long touchdown pass late in the second quarter to Hunter Jones. He was double double covered, but Hunter Jones just can make plays sometimes. Um, and then in the third quarter, you know, the four yard uh, quick, like a hitch out, just that or kind of almost like a slant out. I don't even know what you want to call that sluggo, I guess, kind of. But it was like a four yard like uh, in the end say zone that again, a hitch out. It was. I don't know. It was. It's kind of like a like a like a quick slant and then out. Oh, it's a whip like route. A, yeah, there you go. Whip, there you go. Yeah. Uh, ran perfectly by Eli Jensen. Five finds him. That was Jensen's thirty second career catch. That was his first touchdown. Wait, what? Say that again. <laughs> that was his thirty second career catch, and his first touchdown. Wow. It's one of the best players I've ever seen to never score a touchdown. That was a like an offensive like skill guy. Yeah. I mean, um, and I, I looked that, it up in Walker like County. Those, okay, here we go. I was just gonna ask you. <laughs> There's only three guys that have had more catches without scoring a touchdown. And I'm not wow. gonna give out those names because they probably don't want to hear it. But oh, I don't know, um, Tyler. I mean Well, I I, I don't, and I don't have bad. I mean it is head. what it is. No, you know, it's it's fine. Well, I'll but, ask you later uh, and I'll tweet it. But it's it's one of those things that, you know, I was just happy to see. It was really cool. The senior, you know, uh, scoring that touchdown. He kicks a lot of extra points, that's for sure. Um, and then in the second half, uh, Josh and Elmer broke a couple long ones. You know, they kind of kept him contained pretty well. But he's one of those guys that, like, it just takes one miss and he's gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and uh, that happened a couple times. You know, he ran. It was like this. It was boom, boom, boom. It was like he he scored a long touchdown run, and then on the first play from or the next play from scrimmage, Jager Fife intercepted a pass, and then the next play was Elmer another touchdown run, and then they and then the next play from scrimmage was an intercepted by Landon Downey, and he ran it all the way for a touchdown. So those those twenty one points in the fourth quarter came in like a minute and a half, and it was just kind of like it was you know. It was 14-7 before that. You know what I mean? Like, it was so close. I thought that Bellingham played great. Um, you know, there was some guys that did a really, really good job. But that that Meridian team, um, it's just it's been a unique year for them. I feel like, and I said it, like, Bellingham's going to have more guys on the sideline that than Meridian did, and they did. Um, they play a lot of guys both ways. You know, with Jackson Hurlbut out, they're asking for other guys to step up. You know, the Brock Hogan's playing defensive end, doing well. Uh, you know, Ross Driscoll playing some defense. Uh, Kelly Gray. Some of these guys that have not played a ton during the year. Younger guys, sophomores that are getting their chance. It's going to be huge for the next couple of years. They're they're playing. They're playing well. Um and that's really going to help Meridian going forward. And Bellingham, that's a really tough one against a good team. Uh, you get to finish up at Sultan, though, and I think that's a that's a going to be a you know a good matchup for for the Bayhawks. So yeah, um, I think it was a, just a well played game by both teams. Yeah, and it, you kind of mentioned it about you know Meridian getting a lot of the young guys some time and stuff. And this is a team I think you and I both see a upward trend for this program and. Uh, they could be pretty good the next couple of years, so it'll be fun to watch. Um, 497 yards of total offense for, for Meridian, a 191 for Bellingham. As you mentioned, you know, uh, just a, a real tough 
physical, grinded out 30 carries, 96 yards from Logan Steves. Uh, Josh and Elmer, 14 carries, 206. Marcus Castaneda, 13 carries for 84. And uh, Landon Downey, 10 carries for 79. I mean, that's yeah, three I mean, guys getting a pretty significant chunk of rushing yards when I picked Jagger Fife. So thank you, Coach Ames. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. No. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, just a, a, a real good night. A uh, real good night for the for the Trojans. And uh, th- they scheduled a game already, right? Yes, uh, Michael Lodell. Oh yes, South that's Whidbey. right, South Whidbey. Yeah, yes, yeah. The uh, the the fighting Michael Lodells down there in the, uh, right. the Falcons. Um, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll get one more chance to talk about them before the. Uh, well, I guess before we talk about just the seniors uh, a few weeks down the line, but uh, yeah, Meridian thirty-five-seven over Bellingham. Uh, Tyler, that game was at Civic on Friday, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, Ferndale, they went down to Monroe, and uh, I mean, this is kind of a. You sent me a text message at halftime, Tyler, and you yeah. said uh, Monroe and Ferndale are tied, or no, excuse me, Scott Eklund sent me one that was said they were tied, and then you sent me something saying uh, two ninety-eight yard touchdown returns or something. And it was like, wait, what? Two? Like, how does that happen? But sure enough, it was. It was 28-28 or 21-21 at halftime, and Monroe had scored twice on 98-yard kickoff returns. But at the end of the day, Ferndale is your 3A West Coast champions with a 34-28 win over the Bearcats, Tyler. What would you see? Well, it, yeah, I mean, it was crazy to see those kickoff returns. I, uh, I mean, I knew it was coming, too. Uh, Ferndale, you know it was a little bit of a struggle in the beginning because every time they could get I mean, it's such a momentum breaker, you know, with those yeah. kickoff returns. Uh, and for them to do it, obviously it happens right after a score. So it's like, it's like every time, you know, Ferndale would do something good, you know, Monroe would just come right back. It seemed like Ferndale held onto the ball a lot longer, but, but you know, that happens when, you know, Monroe returns a couple of kickoffs for, for touchdowns. So I was really impressed by the way they used Connor Walker in this game. You know, early on in the year, he was playing quarterback. He got hurt. Uh, they He missed a game. They He slowly came back, worked in at safety, you know, kind of came back. He started playing some wing back a couple weeks ago. And this week, he, he looked like he played like he was full health and he played the game, the best game of his, you know, season so far this year. You know, he got a, a lot of carries in. They split him out wide for the first time all year. They were throwing jump balls to him, which is, I love that because that is his game. He can out jump you, go get the balls, big physical receiver. And um, just had a huge game offensively. Had two interceptions on defense, one very early on, one late to close it out. Uh, and it was just, I loved seeing that because last year's game against Monroe, uh, on that Saturday game that was up in Blaine, that was a heartbreaker. He kind of had a rough game. There were some catches that I know he wish he would have had back. So that was really cool to see him, you know, kind of break out. And then also in that last game, uh, Isaiah Carlson did not play. So I'm sure that he was looking to make a statement here. He does has some short touchdown runs, has a 94 yard touchdown run, which was just a huge play. Uh, after it was after a goal line stand, I think Monroe had the ball first and goal at the three. They stop him on four consecutive plays, and they get the ball back. And a couple plays later, he springs off, you know, off of a Camden Raymond block. He goes off for 94 yards. 
um, for a touchdown run, had another huge game and, and the defense was, was nasty. I mean, they, they got after the quarterback, um, Landon Hatchett with three sacks. How about that? Yeah. What happened uh, there? Well, and two of them were consecutive on third and fourth down in the red zone. So that was huge. That was a big, big play for, for Ferndale on back-to-back plays for Landon Hatchett, who last week you were saying, what is a Bearcat? I think Landon Hatchett is a Bearcat. <laughs> he is built like a bear and moves like a cat. And uh, Let's just call him he, Whiskers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he'll love that. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, and also, again, four interceptions. Uh, Talon Bungard with an interception and a fumble recovery. Uh, Damian Tony, the big six foot four corner with an interception. They uh, they played great. Zach Nielsen with a forced fumble. Um, they uh, they just they played a great overall game. Second week in a row playing an undefeated team on the road and beating them. And both of them were huge going towards the West Coast title, the West Coast three title. Um, Ferndale's playing their best football right now, and it, it really really showed. Yeah, and this is where you know a couple of games against tough teams early on really starts to pay off. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, uh, you know, I talked about it with 2019 Bothell, their two losses heading into the state tournament were to the number one team Kennedy and the number one team O'Day, you know, and they made a run all the way to the state finals. It, there's something to be said about that stuff, man. There just is, yep. you know, they lost to Linden. They lost to Glacier Peak, two very good football teams. So, it's good to see the uh, Golden Eagles playing their best football right now. 437 yards of total offense for the Golden Eagles. 283 for Monroe. So a, a, a good defensive performance against a Monroe team that had been putting up something like over, I think they're averaging over 50 points a game. Wow. You know, um, and, and to come away with four interceptions. I mean, that's huge. That mm-hmm. is, honestly, it's ridiculous. I mean, that yeah. is a ridiculous thing to do in a championship game. Um, the most impressive thing though, Tyler, 21 carries eight total yards for Monroe. I mean, I know some of those yards come off of, um, or, you know, some of the, the negative yards come off of some sacks, but end of the day, single digits, I don't care how many sacks, man, that is like, you're not going to rush for a hundred yards and have enough sacks to knock you back to single digits total. You know what I mean? So, right. Yeah. That is I look a really back nice and day. The Bearcats did not have a run for that was double digits in yardage. That's saying something, man. That, I, mean, I mean, that's huge. Yeah. Not only is that the big boys up front, but the linebackers moving around, making plays. I mean, exactly. Yeah. Like you said, they're playing real good football and, um, you know, they've, they've got a game this week against, uh, I believe Seattle prep, if I can remember correctly. Yeah. Um, that'll be, I was told civic stadium is where that's going to be. Yeah. 8 PM game civic stadium. So, Oh, so a double uh, header on Friday. Uh, so it sounds like, but I think we have to talk about a record that was broken. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, I love the numbers. I love the stats. No, you do. Um, uh, well, give it to us, Tyler. First off, what's the record? What's the new record? And who are the other, what would it be, four names you gave me to put on the graphic? Oh, man, now i got to look up the graphic. Oh, come but... on. <laughs> you should know this off the top of your head. I know. I really should. Well, you know, we've been talking about it because we've been kind of prepping for this, but a record that's been held for geez, 14 years now. And if you think about it, think about like, when you think about Ferndale, you think about running the football, right? And scoring touchdowns. And to be, this is career rushing touchdowns 
in Ferndale, you know, history. A team that likes school, to run the ball. In school history. Yeah. yeah. And they score a lot of touchdowns. And so Casey Locker had held the record since 2008 with 49 career rushing touchdowns. Remember that one year when what Hasty, J.R. Hasty ran for 50? Yeah. For yeah. Bellevue in one year. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. The most uh, ridiculous, pro- probably the most ridiculous record in the state, honestly. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, but yeah, Casey Locker, 49. Cole Samu, who we saw yeah, not too long awesome. ago, had 46. I think he had like 31 his senior year. Wow. Just had this unbelievable uh, go, go at it there until he, until when he broke his leg. That was just heartbreaking. Um, Robert Davis, who forever... Uh, it was just this unknown guy that people never think about as a, I mean, he's the all-time leading rusher in school history. A lot of people think it's Matthias Wilson. It is Robert Davis. He broke Matthias Wilson's record three years later. He has 45. Um, Alex Conley with 43, just a another just rough and tough running back that was from the, uh, about 10 years ago. And Isaiah Carlson, um, he tied Casey Locker in the first quarter with his 49th career rushing touchdown. Um, he broke it with a two-yard touchdown run for his 50th to break the record, and then he broke off that 94-yarder to add a little breathing room, so he's now at 51 career rushing touchdowns. Wow. Just an unbelievable uh career you know really for isaiah carlson he went also went over a thousand yards for the season believe it or not first time he's done that um it's just because it's just been a it's just been a whirlwind he has not been able to play a complete year either due to injuries or covid there was always something it seems like um and if you're talking about you know guys with at least 50 rushing touchdowns in whatcom county history there's only six only okay. six guys have ever well, done now it. you're on the spot give them to me jesse alderson 51 from Meridian. He's Meridian's all-time leading rusher. Okay. Jim Schleimer from Mount Baker and Jed Schleimer from Mount Baker. Uh, and then is that like dad and son or what is that? No, brothers. Wait, what? Brothers, brothers that from 17 years apart. But my brothers. goodness. Um, and our boy Javinsky Schlembaker oh, had 57, and uh, Super Mario himself had 79. Unbelievable, seventy nine. Well, and well, Judge 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 Slimer also had seventy nine. So oh, they're, okay, they're yeah, tied for yeah. the Whatcom County record. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, which is Jed, Judge Slimer averaged nine point three yards a carry for his career. <laughs> for his career, it's almost a almost a first down. Yeah, almost a first, first down every time yeah, he touched the ball. I mean, it's ridiculous. That is just stupid. Um. <laughs> Carlson on the night, 26 carries, 185 yards, the three touchdowns that you mentioned, 1, 2, and 94. Uh, Bishop Utsi, kind of yeah, quietly Yeah, he had a game. Just, yeah, I mean, Tyler, 6 of 9, you know, when you look at the number, 6 of 9 for 104, that doesn't scream anything, right? But when you talk about the offense that they run, right. for the quarterback to go 6 of 9 for 104, that is really good because it makes – the opponent have to really think about other things Definitely. other than just filling gaps and reading your keys. Yep, you know? exactly. I mean, that's if if Utsi can just hey, if Utsi goes six of nine for a buck four every game from here on out, they're mm-hmm. going to be in a really good spot. I mean, Definitely. they just they just are. Um, Connor Walker, you mentioned uh, nine carries, fifty one yards, also had four catches uh, and eighty yards receiving. Had one touchdown run and a uh, a touchdown run of twenty five yards, and also had a, a touchdown reception of nineteen. Yeah. I mean, 
this is a this is a good win. Four hundred and thirty seven yards, two hundred and eighty three yards. I mean, Ferndale really took it to him. I mean, you take away those two touchdowns, uh, you know, on kick returns, and you're talking about a thirty four eighteen or thirty four fourteen game. I mean, who's to say they wouldn't have scored? But at least you would have made them work a little bit harder for it. But yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, all around impressive, impressive win for the Golden Eagles. Uh, we'll talk about them on Thursday and about their game coming up this weekend. Linden headed down to Anacortes. This was 8-0 versus 8-0 league championship on the line. Yeah. And the Lions did what the Lions do. Yeah, uh, exactly. I mean, that's that's the long and short of it. They were down 13-7 uh, to at halftime in the second half. They gave up zero points. You heard that right. Zero points to an Anacortes team that, uh, you know, they'd, they'd put on some points on some, uh, you know, a lot of different people. As a matter of fact, Tyler. Yeah. I, I know you know this by, by, by putting together the box score. They only gave up one offensive touchdown to Anacortes. The other one was yeah. an interception return touchdown by Hayden John of 94 yards. I mean, this looks like, you know, we talked about it with Seahome. We talked about it with uh, somebody else. I don't remember who uh, earlier. This looks like a classic Linden big time game, big time performance, and just grind it out, run it down their throat win. Yeah. Yeah. There was nothing there's nothing spectacular, run, 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 throw when needed. Uh I don't the know, touchdown that sounds spectacular pass. to me, Tyler. What's that? I said that sounds pretty spectacular <laughs> to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You do love that. I know that. But uh, you know, um throw when needed, uh and the touchdown pass they got was was a very very well thrown ball by the youngster Brant Hepner. Um, you know, uh, there was a there was a few interceptions on both sides to kind of keep you know kind of both game both teams kind of going. You know, Pets had a field goal opportunity in the first half to make it a 13-10 game. Uh, it was wide. It definitely had enough leg. I think it was like a 36 yard or something like that. Oh yeah, he um, had another 25 yards left in him. Oh yeah, and um, but um, he also had a kick blocked, which you rarely see Linden bl- kicks blocked, um, especially Pets's. Uh, it just shows that Anacorta speed that they have, especially coming off the edge. Um, you know, the Seahawks looked really inspired in the beginning, and then Linden, and you know, the second half was just was just all Linden. Um, there were some good things that Anacortes did, but Linden just kind of kind of leaned on them they're just a little bit bigger a little more physical and um it was kind of like what i talked about too was if you keep you know linen will give up yards between the 20s it's really hard to score on them once you get into the red zone uh they did once they did they did early linden makes adjustments and that's just what they do it looked like they played you know you know like a cover four you know, all four DBs going far back and just don't let them beat you deep. Yep. Just just keep, let, keep everything let their two-star running backs cover the middle of the field. They're really good tacklers, you know, the whole team at Linden. They're, you, know, you have to be against Anacortes. If you're going to keep them in front of you, they're going to complete passes. You have to make the tackles. Nothing big, nothing crazy. Um, and they played that perfectly. Uh, there was one moment in the second half when Anacortes was threatening. They got into the red zone again. Uh, they threw a, you know, what looked like a perfect pass. I mean, it was right at the goal line. Troy Pett steps in front of it, intercepts it, brings it out to the twenty something. Uh, that was a huge play. That was a huge play. You know, stuff like that. It was just, uh, just kind of like whoa, out of nowhere. You know, and um, and who would have thought? You know, I mean, it's 
it's it, it is pretty cool you know you put the schedule together and you're not thinking uh you you kind of luck out with a eight no versus an eight no for the yeah. last game it, you know it happened you, quite a bit this week for some reason or this yeah, last week right. like there's a bunch uh, of different games around the state right yeah and and uh you know it's great when that happens and and it was pretty cool for this to to be like this um and uh you know Anna Cortez has some has some youngsters I know that they're still hungry and they're still going to the state playoffs they still feel like they have a lot to prove so they still have that in front of them but they have they have some young guys that are going to be coming back and Linden has a lot of seniors and so um this could be a battle for a while you know Linden they don't they don't rebuild. They always reload. That's just the way that it is. So it'll be kind of guys that we don't know very well next year against the Anacortes guys that we're kind of used to. And um, especially with, you know, the Beaners. And I think Larson's just a junior, right? So yeah. um, so stuff like that, you know, Where's it's going to be really man? interesting in this matchup going forward. Um, but Linden got, Linden got this one. They, they just played their brand of football. Um, and how about this? Who would have thought this? Linden passed for more yards than Anacortes did. I mean, wow. That's yeah. That's pretty. That's pretty interesting. More yards. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even. I didn't even notice it, and I was. I was just looking at some of the other numbers. I mean, it, it's it's wild to think that they did that. It's also crazy to think that they averaged five point six yards a carry. Um, you know, forty eight carries, two hundred and sixty nine yards for the for yeah. the Linden offense, four hundred and twenty six yards total to 249 for Anacortes. That has to be a season low for Anacortes. Mm -hmm. I would assume that's a, a season high in terms of yards given up. Um, they've given up, you know, some some yards here or there, um, you know, but as a whole, they, they've been great defensively. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what really impressed me when I saw them against Squalicum. Yeah, was I? I knew about the de the offense, right? Yeah, the defense but was just yeah. The rock defense solid played too. really well. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, when you look at it, I mean, this is like I said, classic Linden, right? Four, uh, four guys touch the ball, uh, you know, out of the backfield: Hepner, Nolte, Herringa, Hermanutz. Thirteen carries, nine carries, sixteen carries, ten carries. I mean, talk about yeah, moving it around. Getting, All over fifty yards, yeah, yeah, getting everybody involved, yeah. Is, is, so, uh, thir thirteen of thirteen for eighty-two for Hepner, nine for seventy-eight for Nolte, sixteen for fifty-five for Lane Herringa, uh, and then Caden Hermanutz ten for fifty-four. I mean, this is just—if that's not Linden football, I don't know what is. I mean, I, I know, I, I and those really two top guys know. are the two backups. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. Actually, it, as a matter it, of fact, the two leaders are the guys that you probably would not consider to be the starters. You know, right? Like, yeah, yeah. The, granted, the, they could the start guys, on pretty much every team in the league, right? <laughs> and the every two guys that county. started yeah. still had good games. They both scored rushing touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, but it's that's, just that's just yeah. that's what Linden has done the last few years. I, I mean, they, they've I would say they've maybe done it more under Van Dalen um, now, but they've done it a lot. You know, and it's just you look at it though, and you just go, "This is." This was a game that was built for Linden, and they came out and they did exactly what Linden does. I mean, they, yeah. they just did, and they made clearly made adjustments at halftime. I mean, you know, they sure they only gave up thirteen in the first half, but in the second half, I mean, it, it's it was slim pickings for Anna Cordes, and that's you know that's just what Linden does. I mean, it's it's really impressive, and um, you know, both teams will get a week off yep. um, because there is no. Uh, I mean, I'm just gonna say it like this. We uh, district two and district three are frankly they're afraid of playing district one, 
and they don't want to lose any bursts to District 1 because they know that they will. I mean, I'm, I, I hate to say it, but that's exactly what it is. Um, well, sometimes I have to be that guy, Tyler, you know? Um, <laughs> it's got to tell it like it is, right? Yeah, I mean, it's the truth, right? Like, And we all know it. Um, it's the same thing in 1A. It is what it is. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this is a, a, a really good, I would say kind of a little bit of a statement, hey, like, you know, a lot of buzz around Anacortes. Everybody needs to remember who the top dog is. You know what I mean? That's kind of what it was for Linden. So uh, it's a good win for those guys. And, yeah, 23-13 over Anacortes. Uh, we will see both of them uh, in the next couple of weeks. Well, I mean, basically, you got to wait till the seeding committee uh, does what they do. But I would assume Linden's going to get that number one seed. I would think Enumclaw's probably the two. Um, mm-hmm. So it's going to be really interesting to see because there are some dang good football teams in the state this year in 2A, Tyler. Let me tell you. But – there's only two left that are undefeated, I believe, and that would be Linden and uh, Enumclaw. I think that's it because yeah. everybody yeah. Wow. else has at least one loss, I believe. Wow. It's yeah. crazy. Let's see. Southwest Washington. Yeah, Washougal has a loss. Uh, North Kitsap has a loss like 7-6 to six or 8-7 to seven or something to Tumwater. And then Did Tumwater, WF West, they had their loss to Linden, but was that their only loss? That's their only loss. Wow. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of teams in two A that either have uh, that I think have one loss. Yeah, like Highline has one loss. Highline looks very good right now. Um, they look actually, I think, better than they did last year. And then remember, they got absolutely throttled. Um, yeah. Was it Squalicum that beat them? I can't remember. Um, <clears throat> or was it Linden? No, it was Squalicum. Which, which team you're talking about? Who, who beat uh, Highline up at Civic? Uh, last this, year? Yeah, was it Squalicum? Oh man! I think it was Squalicum. I think so. Yeah, Tyler, your brain is just going. going it's all going. a wash yeah. right now. Yeah. Um. Well, hey, let's see if you can remember this game, Tyler. Mount Baker forty-eight to thirty-four over Linden Christian. I mean, <sighs> if you wanted a game with a lot of offense, four hundred and thirty-one for Mount Baker, three ninety-nine for Linden Christian. But Tyler, we'll get into the numbers here in a little bit because there are some crazy stuff that went down. That being said. This game, I mean, just looking at a box score, you can tell a lot. This game, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then Mount Baker kind of got a little bit of momentum going. And then it looked like LC took a little bit of it back. And then, boom, oh, yeah. they get finished off by the man, Marcus George, who had himself another huge week. This was a crazy game. I mean, I – first of all, I gave out a lot of stickers at this game, which is pretty really? cool. Like, yeah. did did – was it people actually giving you the code? Yeah. I don't even email. Re- I, I don't remember. Oh, yeah. Email. Um, even Coach Lepp came up to me and he goes, I hate to say it, email. He's not a Pacific Lutheran fan. Um, really? Yeah. I'll get and, that story and, off the air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh, but, but he wanted a sticker. He wanted a sticker. How did Coach Lepp not have a sticker already? Uh, this is his second, I believe. Oh, okay. Um, so he's just hoarding uh, them at this point. I, I gave him one week one. Tyler, real before quick. Before the Seahome game. Real quick. Yeah. Boy, that's a lot. Of- Stickers. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's only two. Anyway. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah just, it was, um, first of all, I show up, and this time in my Walter Payton jersey. In your parking spot, right? Like you have a designated parking spot at Mount Baker? <laughs> yeah, right. No, yeah. I think Coach Lepp has a designated parking spot, and that's about it. Um, Does he actually have, like, a a parking spot? Does it have, like, his name on it? No, but it's the same spot. Dude, we should pay to have his name put in there. 
it used to be there. I used to say Lepdog, I believe. Leperheads. I remember he had like he had his yeah. I remember he had like his old white Mustang that said the the and the the, the license plate said Lepdog. That was a long time ago. And We're talking I, like sixties, seventies Mustang, like. Yeah, it was an older. Oh. Mu- it was awesome. Um, but yeah, and I think he still parks in that same spot. Coach, you're gonna have to help me out. Is that still that same? It's got to be that same one. Yeah. You'll, you'll get a text. Um, yeah. Anyways, um, I get there and uh, the first thing I notice is that Kate Eldridge is in street clothes and he's on one of those like little scooters. You know what yeah. I'm talking about? Yeah, like little, not like a scooter, but like the it's like a knee like, scooter. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And and I'm like, uh oh. And um, you know, he didn't play in the Blaine game the week before. And he only played like a quarter in that Meridian game. So something must have happened in that game. Um and obviously that's a huge loss, right? But Linda Christian is not just Kate Eldridge. They have a lot of talent, you know, up and down the field. And the first thing that stuck out to me was this was my first time seeing Lynn and Christian live and just seeing them on the field is impressive. Just the, just the size. Yeah. They look like a three A team. Like they do. Yeah. Yeah. The length, like just how tall they are. Like everything is every guy out there just looks like, like, like when you watch the film, you're like, Oh, Tyler Sitma is kind of a small guy, but the rest of them are pretty big. Then you, then then you walk by Tyler <laughs> Sitma and he's six feet tall, you know? Yep. It's it's kind of like, whoa, this is, they are just, like Lane Dykstra is much bigger than I thought. You know, Brody Bauman is huge. Braden Kuick is like 6'5". Yep. You know, Caden Stite. I mean, these guys are yeah. huge. And, and, and they all have length. They're not just tall. Like, they all have really long arms, too. Yeah, yeah. They're great. You know, they're all, you know, basketball guys and they just, they just know how to move and they're athletic and... And uh, it's 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 daunting to see just and then I, I mean Jeremiah Wright I mean these guys are just big dudes, and seeing him in the shotgun and rolling out it's like, you know I kind of was talking to you about it off the air it's like and I've I've made this comparison before you know I always used to say that this about like uh, like Ben Roethlisberger where he's dropping back to pass and it looks like he's Godzilla like just swatting away the helicopters you know it's like <laughs> yeah. okay just yeah. get out of my way get out of my way you know like Casey Bauman was kind of like yeah, that Casey too Casey Bauman did that a lot yeah and there's certain guys that just look impressive doing that and Jeremiah Wright is just like that you know um but yeah the game was the game was you know i the big thing that i said and i said it in the podcast too i said for baker to have a chance they have to their their strength kind of plays into what is if there's any weakness at all in that Linden Christian team would be you know their offensive line they have a lot of like converted skill guys there they returned they didn't return uh, they graduated all five of their starters so that's been kind of the toughest thing for them to fix was their offensive line not fix but replace and the strength of for Mount Baker is their defensive line and I just kind of thought okay that's that's one thing that they're going to have to do. Plus, you know, LC is their ball hawks. They will intercept passes. Well, Mount Baker doesn't throw a whole lot. Okay, so those are the kinds of the things. I just thought, okay, you just pound the ball and you and you beat them up front defensively. That's how you have to do it. Well, it did, you know, early on, you know, Lyndon Christian got the ball, drove right down, scored a touchdown. Okay. Well, Mount Baker returned the favor. Okay. Then Lyndon Christian did back. Okay. Then Mount Baker, you know, scored on the first play from scrimmage on a 68-yard touchdown run by Marcus George. And I'm kind of sitting there just like, 
you know, it's like at some point it's it's not a cute story anymore that Mount Baker's hanging with them. Yeah. It's it's more like it's they're hanging with them. Yeah. It's like they're actually doing it, right? It's it's Michael so, Scott running out going, Oh my god, it's happening. <laughs> yeah. And it's it you know, I kept expecting like like Mount Baker is kind of playing with the house money. You know, they're a five hundred team. Linda Christian's the number one ranked team in the state. Like it's 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 just it's not supposed to happen, but everything is like they're pl- they're playing so inspired. Um, the line was just nasty, getting after it. I mean, just really, really uh, getting low. And it, it, that's the other thing too is Marcus George is not a big guy; he's very tough. And it was hard for the Linden Christian guys to get low enough to tackle him. Uh, you know, they're all six three, six four. It's hard to get down there where he is. He's five eight, five nine, and he's powerful. He's breaking tackles. Um, he and then once he you know turns on the jets, it's hard to you're not going to really catch him from behind, and and he doesn't get tired. And um, it was just a lot of back and forth. Uh, and you know, Mount Baker was able to score. Um. I think it was the second run by the quarterback Landon Smith to take a halftime lead. Uh, and it's like, okay, they're still hanging with them. And that's that, that's kind of the feeling that you had is that they're hanging with them. It's, it wasn't that they were beating them. It was that yes. they were hanging with them. It was just kind like of you that. You were still kind of waiting weird... for it to go the other way. Yeah. And when Marcus George, you know, broke off that long touchdown run in the third quarter, that's when it was kind of like, holy cow, they're up by two touchdowns. Now that was, that was imp- that was big because you're in the second half. You're up by two scores, and and it was weird because when when Marcus George breaks off a long touchdown run, he does the same thing a lot. Usually, there's no officials near him because he's just so fast and he breaks out yeah. and he'll he'll kind of roll the ball towards the three yard line, like where they're gonna snap it. And but sometimes when he's amped, he really rolls it, <laughs> and he kind of did it a little quickly, and he got called for celebration. Wait, what? And yeah, um, and because it, it looked like he just kind of like threw the ball, you know, towards the three yard line. Oh, but come on, man! Yeah, like, and so now you're forced to kick, you know, a thirty five so yard extra point. Yeah, which, you know, bless his heart. I don't know if Tanyan Staten's got it in him. Although he made all of his attempts, they lined up for it, kind of tried like a little trick play. It got broken up. So now you're up by thirteen. Right. So you're kind of like, okay, well, this could loom. This could, you know, this could be tough. You're up by 13, not 14. Right. That's against a team like Linden Christian. You just don't know. Linden Christian comes back with a huge drive, go down, score a touchdown. Okay. That's what they're supposed to do. They're really good. I get all that. Now they're down by six. This is when it got interesting because now you're getting to, now you're in the fourth quarter and Baker's got a six point lead and. LC punts at around mid midfield. Tommy Meyer, the converted, you know, from quarterback yep. to center. Now he's punting with Eldridge out. He has a great high punt, really high punt. That and Brady West is back at like his five yard line. He lets it bounce and it bounces right to him. You know, you you, you know, they always say like, oh, don't catch it inside your 10. But if it's gonna bounce and you think it's gonna die at the five, you might as well, it bounced right to him. So he grabs it. He gets to about the 13, gets stood up. And Tyler Sitma rips the ball out of his hand and scores a touchdown. Wow. And from where I was standing, 
I thought the play was dead. It was, you know, it's just hard to see. And all of a sudden you hear this big roar and kind of the side of the, you know, the, the side of the field that they were on was kind of the LC side of the stands. And I was exact opposite of the LC fans. So when they roared, I mean, all like three hairs on my head, you could just see them go back. Like it was like, whoosh, you know, all three. Hairs. And it was, it yeah. was, it was, I, I was like, what, 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 what just happened? Like, I'm trying to figure it all out. And Sitman's got the ball in the end zone. And I'm like, what? Like, I didn't even know that. I, I didn't know the ball was out. I didn't know anything. Um, so I just wrote down, you know, Sitma scored on a fumble. Like, I, I was like, I have to watch the film later to find out exactly what happened. But he just ripped the ball out. Um, unbelievable play, play. Yeah. To tie the game at 34, Lyndon Christian gets called for celebration. Oh, of course. And I didn't really see what happened on that one at all, but they get called for celebration. It was just an eerie deja vu type thing where it was the same end zone and huge play. And it was just, there was so much emotion back and forth. And so Braden Kewitt comes out. Now he's got the leg for this, but he hooked it a little bit. So now we're tied at 34 and it's, you know, 10 minutes to go in the fourth quarter. And Mount Baker just had another one of those strong runs. A big play was a double handoff to Landon Hanstead on this on the you know the the crisscross play. Oh, the underneath where, handoff, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where Landon Smith, the quarterback, is out lead blocking. Oh, that's super a impressive guy to have in front. You got that right. And yeah. I tell you what, you know, we've talked about him the last couple of weeks. His uh, his size, his his nastiness. Um, boy, he can lay you out, and and he played with a controlled anger that I haven't seen in a long time. Um, there was a play when Lane Dykstra caught Lane Dykstra had like a 49 yard touchdown catch in the second quarter. <clears throat> and it kind of, it looked like it was a kind of a broken coverage where Landon, you know, took an underneath play and, and Lane Dykstra was wide open in the back, you know, deep and Jeremiah Wright tossed it out there and scored a touchdown. And he looked, he knew he did. He knew he, you know, he screwed up on that play. Um, and the rest of the game, he just played angry, but in this controlled anger. It was a lot of fun to watch. Um, they drive down. That play was a huge play to get them in the red zone on that Hanstead run with the lead block by Smith. They keep driving down little bit by little bit. George scores the touchdown. Now, during that drive, they went to this kind of this way where they put Brady West in as a, as a second wing back where he kind of goes in motion back towards the backfield. And then when they hike it, he's like a lead blocker. And man, I tell you every single time he comes into the game to do that, I, I don't understand how coaches don't see it coming or maybe they do. And, and West just wipes out a guy and George picks up like six yards. It's just, it just happens every time. It's, it's really impressive to see that offensive lineman worked so well. So George scores a touchdown. Now you're up and Staten hits the extra point. Now you're up by seven. Linda Christians has the ball and they're just, they're, they're, they're moving the ball. They get to about midfield, deep pass down the right side. Landon Smith intercepts it. I mean, of course, you know, it was just like meant, it was like it meant to happen. He intercepts it and he's running down the Linda Christian sideline and, and it sees, you know, Braden Kewick, who is, believe it or not, taller and bigger than Landon Smith and he just he just drives right into him. He has no he has, there's no wiggle to this play. You know, he's not going to step out of bounds. He's not going to juke him. He just wants to go through the next guy and it happened to be one of the biggest guys on the team and he just has that 
like that anger that I said that he plays with and but he controls it and they they take the ball over there's about six minutes to go now they do the exact same thing drive down drive down another big run by Hanstead and it was like almost like a just an eerily similar drive they score again um yeah I mean it was impressive now Lyndon Christian's got the ball you're down by two touchdowns they they connect on a lot of deep passes to sit him on the right side to get all the way they're throwing the ball in the end zone a few times. Uh, Wright gets sacked by Jesse Harward in the fall. The ball fumbles. It goes out of bounds. Um, now you got like a fourth down play. You throw a jump ball to Tyler Sitma. Uh, Hanstead on the coverage. Turnover on downs. End of the game. It was, it was crazy. Um, you know, uh, Mount Baker had this "why not us" mentality all week. Um, it's just been a weird year where you, you know, you go on the low road, you lose to Topnish, you lose to Seaholm, you lose, you had a, you know, 25, nothing lead at home in the third quarter, um, halfway through the third quarter against a really good center team. You lose that one. Um, you know, the Nooksack game was really close. You know, you lose by eight to Nooksack. Um, it's just been a strange year, but a great exclamation for their last senior, you know, the seniors playing at home, that last game, all that stuff. It was just it was impressive to see. Um, I'm really glad I was there to witness it just as an overall game. I mean, both teams. I mean, Lyndon Christian played amazing. They There were some play. I mean, Tyler Sitma with, I mean, he had an interception. He had that strip, you know, fumble return for touchdown. He had nine catches for 156 yards. Wow. That kid is, that kid is uh, dynamic. Um I mean, Jeremiah Wright thrown for over 400 yards. I, I quickly went to the record book to see if a Linden Christian quarterback has done it. There have been a few. Uh, Daniel Tenbroke actually has thrown for over 500 in a game. So I was like, okay, okay. It's not a, at, you know, at cal- calm down, Tyler, you know. Yeah, yeah. Settle down there, stats guy. Yeah. Um, but Marcus George, you know, who ran for 267 last week, runs for 266 this week, five touchdowns this week. He had five touchdowns last week. Um, Just... You know, they played their way into this 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 three way tie, which I believe there was one of us that said uh, in the preseason that there would be a three way tie between these three teams. Now we might have to find that and cut it, but I mean, we uh, could. Was it you or me? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was it was it was me. Oh, okay. Um, now well, then I'm we not going to cut out the part yeah. that where I said, and then Meridian will probably trip up one of those three teams yes. to make it even. Yeah, you were um, way off on that one. But I even, yeah, it was, it's just, I was just really proud. It's not surprising at all. How Mount Baker played, you know, and yeah. um, they did everything they needed to do to win. And, and, um, and Lennon Christian played their hearts out. I mean, those guys, those guys, you know, they played, they played hard, but Mount Baker just really, really wanted it really bad. Um, you know, I mentioned earlier, 399 yards of offense for Lennon Christian. And then you said Jeremiah Wright threw for over 400 they ended up with negative nine yards rushing. I mean, when you talk about Tyler, you said the the defensive line and just the things that they do, and 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 really, it's the front, you know, seven, if you will, the the linebackers yeah. and the defensive line there for for Mount Baker. I mean, that's a heck of a night. I mean, the the three guys ended up getting carries for Lyndon Christian, all three of them ending with negative yards rushing. That is a tremendous defensive performance when you figure they gave up 400 yards of offense. I mean, yeah, 399, but still, you know, I mean, that is just really, really impressive. Uh, Marcus George, 26 carries, 266 yards, and five touchdowns. 
against a defense that's unlike many I've ever seen. You know, Tyler, you've said in the past, when you grow up, you want to be somebody. <laughs> Just looking yeah. at his height, you might want to go with Marcus George. It's a little more realistic. <laughs> I tell you what, that kid. Um, He's unbelievably fast. It's funny. He? It's funny, too, because I've, I've only talked to him once ever. And yeah. it was to do those those little interviews yeah, yeah. Um, that I did with each you know each team. I grabbed a few players and did these little interviews, and I felt so bad afterwards because I could tell like he's that's just not him. He does not he, at all. Marshawn Lynch, yeah. Oh yeah, he, he he just he just wants to play football, and so I've never bugged him after a game. Um, I've never you know tried to get a quote from him or anything because I know that's not his what he wants to do you know it's yeah. not not what he wants to talk about no he just um, wants to play football he wants to run people over run past them and then you oh, know hand man. the ball over to a referee he's just there so he don't get fined <laughs> exactly that's, I mean, that's and what it's it just it's just a lot of fun you know we remember remember that game yes. you're going to remember the school better than i do but it was a it was during the covid year mm -hmm. and baker went down to like seattle bishop to like blanchett a, bishop blanchett thank you that game right away the brain still works Yes, it does. I remember in that game, late in the game, there was a, you know, I think, I believe it was that game, there was a sophomore running back that, you know, scored a touchdown, I think, and it was Marcus George, and I thought, that kid's got a little something to him. Yeah, he's got a little little kick in him, huh? And then, yeah, and so I just, I'm so glad that he's he, progressing he, the way he is. Tyler, and, what's his height weight? You got it? Uh, it's yeah, not very much. Actually, I have it. I have the official roster but right he's here. Got, he's got speed to burn, and he's got battering ram in him. You know what I mean? Like it's like the guy doesn't know that he's as small as he is. Five nine one seventy one. Yeah, that's generous. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think that's very uh, Ben Peterson like. You know, kind of that size. Nah, I think he's even smaller <laughs> than that. Ben Peterson was thick though. Ben Peterson with thick was thick. Marcus George is strong. Yeah, but he's, he's not, not as thick. But, yeah, um, he's he's a little thicker than you might think. Hey, he's built pretty well. But he is just he's a mean sob, is what he is. I mean, <laughs> that's the that's the nicest way to put it, Tyler. I mean, he yeah. is he's mean. He's impressive. Yeah. yeah, he is. He's he's fun to watch. I mean, I've watched I've watched a little bit of film of, on those guys, and yeah. you know, with, the the thing that's impressive is. With his size, just running between the tackles, it's it's yeah. not a problem at all. No. And when he gets out and he's got a little bit of space, look out. Yeah. I yep. mean, look out. There's, I mean, are there faster guys in Whatcom County? Sure. Are there very many of them? No. <laughs> I mean, that's just the honest truth right there. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he is, yeah, he can run. And, I mean, this team is, they're playing good football. You know, they're, it's very, um, very Ferndale like in a way, like they mm -hmm. are playing good football, man. And I, I mean, I just wouldn't surprise me if they found a way. It just wouldn't. Yeah. It would oh, not yeah, surprise definitely. me. Um, any other numbers we got to go? Let's see. Tyler Sipma nine catches, buck fifty six. Uh, Tyson Bima seven catches for ninety nine. Lane Dykstra, Lane Lane yep, Dykstra, yep. Uh, four f four catches. I don't know why this is so hard. Four catches for. For 118 yards. I keep wanting to say 418 yards. That'd be a heck yeah. of a night. <laughs> that'd be, uh, that's tough. After over 100 yards of catch. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's rough to do. Cue it kick, one for 30. C CFL numbers. Yeah. Um, by the way, how about the – Is it, this is right. The kicker had two catches for 30 yards for Mount Baker? 
Yeah, he plays some wide receiver, starts plays corner. He's I mean, a good that's got to put a little tear in your eye there as a former kicker. Oh, I love it. I love it, especially when he's listed at 5'7", 126. Oh. <laughs> I, I, uh, mean, I, other than the I, fact that you're looking I, up I to him a little bit. I aspired to be 5'7", 126 <laughs> in high school. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I love it. Anyway, yeah, yeah Mount Baker. 48 to 34. Tyler, do we have anything else we want to talk about as far as that tiebreaker goes, or do we want to talk about that on two, on Thursday morning? You know, I think a lot of people listening understand that Mount Baker, Linden Christian, and Nooksack Valley will be at Blaine on Thursday. Uh, we will go over it in detail on the next podcast that will come out Thursday morning. But, um, but yeah, it's just... Uh, do we know how it, it's going to work yet? I mean... Or, yeah, so uh, it was going to be at 5.30. They've changed that to 5 o'clock. So that's one thing that people want, want okay. to take note. Um, it'll be at Blaine High School. That Had over changed. to pizza before. Yep, Westside Pizza. Tell them, tell them Tyler sent you. Yep, won't help you, um, but it'll at least make them feel good about but if, who No, Tyler seriously, is. though, if you go there and you give them my number, it'll just add up my points, which is nice. Uh, <laughs> but then you, gotta, you have to know my number, I guess. And I'm not going to give it out right now. But... Um, and I think it's like $2 a person, you know, to get in. Yep. Um, and it's just kind of straight up Kansas City tiebreaker overtime type stuff. So you got Nooksack and Mount Baker playing each other first. And it's, you know, they'll do a coin flip for to decide who wants the ball first, all that stuff. And it's like straight up overtime rules. Um, after, if, if, if there's no winner after two possessions each, they're going to start at the 10-yard line. Okay. Um, I oh, have so not... they're each getting two possessions. See, I like this. They've started doing this more in this state. Each team's getting two possessions from the 25, right? I don't know about that. Okay. I don't know. And that, that could be the case. I don't know. Okay. I just I... know that after two, if nothing's gotcha. been settled, okay, I see what you're they're saying. starting at the 10. Okay, I see what you're um, saying. See, there's some places around that, that have started going to this each team getting two possessions, and mm-hmm. I wasn't sure how I was, how I was going to like it, and then I saw it in person. I love it because yeah. it doesn't add all that much to the game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but you know how it is, Tyler. I mean, we talked about it before, Nooksack Valley Meridian that time. I That's think right. Yeah, three plays. and Yeah, three plays, and it was over, and it was like, yeah. you know, Nooksack Valley, they never even – I mean, did they get a shot? Sure, they did. But, they you know, you don't have a chance to get any type of a, anything going, you know, sometimes. Yeah. So – um, so yeah, we'll so talk any, more about that on Thursday morning. Though. Yeah. Yeah. But basically it's, yeah, really quickly, <clears throat> there's no, like, you don't have to go for two, like in college after yes. a couple of possessions, none of that. Uh, the winner of that first one goes to state. Okay. No okay. Wait, so who is the first it. one? Nooksack Valley and Baker. Okay. Nooksack Valley and Baker. The winner goes to state. The loser goes and well, plays then, Lyndon Christian. Goes and plays Linden Christian right afterwards, and I'm I'm always curious to see what the jersey situation is, like. So as a team, did Linden well, Christian what, bring what are their... their colors? Like what what are their home colors? Is it's black, purple, and and dark blue? blue. Yeah. So it's like is yeah, Linden Christian bringing tough. their is Linden Christian bringing their whites and their blues, or is everyone bringing homes in a ways? Like I that's the thing that always. Well, does I've anybody been, have I've, a third? I've, no. What's that? Nobody has a third jersey. Uh, no. But um, because usually I, what you would do is you'd you'd try to have like two teams, like say uh, if Baker was wearing red and and you know, uh, Nooksack was wearing purple, they would wear those two, and then LC would wear white. White. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, but it, I've I've been to in 1992. There was a three-way tie for first, and they did this thing at Civic Stadium. But they played like a couple eight-minute halves. Yep, that's and, usually what they do. And Lyndon Christian had to play against Meridian in red. And they put the red tennies on or pennies on. Sorry. Oh, really? Over that's kind of funny. Over the white jerseys. Yeah. Hey, that make it real hard to do stats. <laughs> yeah, well, I did stats for that after now, watching the film. Tyler, no stats from this game, though, right? I'm keeping stats. But they don't um, count towards anything, no? Uh, I'm keeping them because they're doing them, but it's, it's it throws things off. I don't do a lot of, like, yards per game stuff. Yeah. Um, But, like, if you look at, like, the record book, record book, and Mario Gabato's fifth place in state history with you know five thousand nine hundred and seventy-two yards or whatever it is, I have him at sixty-one eighteen because of a thing like this. Gotcha. So I believe like you're out there, you're playing against guys. It counts. That's that's just now, me. I I would I would agree with you if it was the halves. Being that it's just the overtime stuff, that to me would maybe be a little bit different. But yeah, that's true because it's got a lot. A lot you could you could walk away with five touchdowns. Yeah, one, well, and you know what? It's, these things. Well, and here's the thing: it's very similar to Major League Baseball starting over. You know, extra innings. Yeah, with the guy on second. The guy on right? second. Yeah, the balls on the twenty-five. You know, I right. I told you before. I think I saw the Coopville and LaConnor, and that was that was three plays. Also, it was yep. a handoff and a fumble, and yep. then uh, a handoff down to the one and a power it in. I mean, it was. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was zero zero going to going to uh, uh, what's yeah. it called going to overtime. Um, so yeah, we'll talk. So anyways, more. yeah. So the winner goes to state. The loser plays against Linda Christian, and the winner of that winner goes, one to state. goes to state. So somebody's yeah. somebody's not playing. Some somebody's somebody's not playing in the state. It's one of those three teams. Right. We'll find out on Thursday. Uh, we'll talk more about it. Subscribe to the podcast <clears throat> wherever you get your podcast. Just search Watcom Preps, and you should be able to find it. Um, yeah, Tyler, that's it for the se- what was it? Se- 7? 7 games? Yeah, 7 yes, games. 7. Yep. Um from last weekend. Uh let's talk really quickly about the Pickums. Tyler, you went 6 and 1, Eric went 6 and 1, I went 6 and 1. Joe Consensus goes 6 and 1. Uh Josh Parsons, who by the way reached out to me on uh on Facebook Messenger. Oh, nice. We actually know a lot of the same people. Oh, that's a cool. A lot of the same people because uh he when he was at PLU um, uh, one of the great families that I know, their son was there. Um, he was, I grew up with him and then, uh, he actually played with a lot of different guys that are coaches in this state right now. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And actually one of them I saw on Saturday, uh, um, oh shoot, I can't remember his name now. He's the offensive coordinator at Puyallup. I saw him down there. Um, but then, uh, he, I also know there's three coaches that recruit this area for the Rocky mountain conference. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. Where he does some division two officiating, and he right. knows he knows all three of them. Yeah, of so, course. Uh, so yeah, it was it was it was fun talking to him for a little bit. Uh, but unfortunately, he went five and two. Yep. And so did Connor. So I've jumped Connor now into second. Well, a tie for first place between you and Eric at fifty six and thirteen. I'm right on your guys' heels now. I'm only two spots back, and this is where I get going, baby. It's playoff time. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> as a matter of fact, I'm only one spot behind Joe Consensus right now. Uh, yeah, and you got your playoff year going quite well. As a matter of fact, I shaved, Tyler. Oh, man. I did too, but for Halloween. Yeah, yours is a little different, though. You went down to the bone. I I, had am, to, yeah. I shaved my head, though. I got rid of the I got rid of the hair, 
and wow. I uh, I shaved most of the face. I just got a solid goatee going. I didn't want to go full face, you know. Wow. Um, I just went enough that I could wear a scarf and still be perfectly fine. That's basically the way I looked at it. I thought you were going to say wear a scarf and still be perfectly handsome. Well, uh, I mean, let's, let's be honest. I think that comes yeah. without saying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> players of the week, Tyler. Um, yeah. Um, and by the way, we'll talk more about next week's pickums once we figure out exactly what the heck we're even doing for them. We'll yeah. figure out next week's picks'em, and we'll have a uh, a guest uh, picker. You can find that on the Thursday podcast. Players of the week, Tyler, no surprise here. Back-to-back weeks, Marcus George of Mount Baker, 26 carries, 266 yards, and five touchdowns. My goodness. Yeah, there was a lot of good performances, but to do this in a basically a playoff kind of game, a must-win game just to get into a chance to get to the playoffs against that opponent, um, really hard to go against Marcus George there. I mean, Colton Lentz had a big game. Jeremiah Wright <laughs> had a huge game, um, you know, and it, it, along with the 400 yards passing the two touchdown runs as well. But Marcus George, um, you know, I, I like to share the sugar and have other guys win it, but it's just that kind of performance is just hard to it's just too much, man. Yeah. It's hard to, shy away from so yep. especially it. in a win i think that's a that's a big key to yep. it also um yep. defensively max mollo see home seven and a half tackles four tackles for a loss three passes broken up and one interception and the young man committed to brown this week gonna go play with uh with his brother timmy out there huh? yeah that's awesome you know max is is always been a great defensive player and it's it's interesting because in the last couple of weeks he's really turned it on defensively, and I was like thinking, what what's making him you know play like this? And you know Malachi Swanson has kind of taken over that tight end position, so he's you know, Max has just been playing defense a lot lately, and you know you give that extra you know some extra breaks a little bit with a guy with that much energy. He's a guy too that like you watch him play and you go, man, he kind of jumps off film, and then you like are on the field next to him, you go, man, he's huge. Like yeah. you just don't he's realize thick. like how yeah. big he is. Yeah. Cause he just doesn't and, and play Tim, like Tim was kind of the same way. Right. I mean like what's that Tim was kind of the same way. Like I remember there was a picture of him with like his shirt off and you're just like, wow, that guy's really well put together. Yeah. Like, yeah. Tim kind of <laughs> got huge, yes. uh, but Max is like taller and thicker. Like yeah. he's just, he's not, you know, he's not going to go play DB. Um, you know, he just, he's just different than Tim. Tim was, crazy fast tim was yes. tim was you know get on first base and steal second steal third watch out my still home yeah every time every yep. time like it was you know if you didn't get the sign you could just yell across okay tim steal yeah you know and he would do a little, it a little uh little like ricky henderson like eh? yeah it was so that it's a little different type of guy there but max is very active smart really smart plays Knows exactly how to read plays. Um, I mean, obviously smart. You know, going to play at Brown, and uh, oh, you I'm really interested to see school? kind of where he'll be used. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, he's a kid that. I mean, I think he's obviously. I mean, myself, he's going to be a defensive player, but I would assume they're going to use him as an athlete. You know, on defense and let him sure. let him yeah, run kind around, of let him do a lot of different things, kind of do whatever. Probably, you know, I would imagine he'd be a great guy, like on special teams, start out. Oh, yeah. You know. Just lots of little things like that. He's just a great, and he's just a he's that rah rah guy that man gets his guys going and and uh, always love watching Max play. 
So, yeah. yeah. And I think this is like his first time winning defensive player of the week. He's had some great weeks. Uh, this one was huge. Really, really, you know, just, man, just really dominated that game defensively. Special teams player of the week, Jorgen Boom Boom Vigre. Nooksack Valley, six of six on the extra points. And Tyler, we found out that there is something special in the water on his street because he and 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 Kuwik Kicks live next to each other, apparently, huh? Yeah, playing soccer with each other and against each other. Both big, big, tall kids, both left-footed. Um, <laughs> of and, course. Yeah, and, uh, you know, and Vigre, you know, we talked about it last week where the, his improvement throughout the season has been fantastic, where the ball just... Uh, is starting to really jump off his foot. Um, the accuracy has always been there, um, but now he's really starting to uh, get some distance on his kicks, and which could be a huge deal if they happen to make the state playoffs. Huge deal. Offensive line, as we mentioned, as always, this goes mostly to a team, but we're going to highlight one player. And this is a guy. First off, <laughs> he's got a little bit of something, something to him. A little something, something not right almost. Uh, but he's also a guy that, Tyler, you know, I call Landon Hatchet kind of an ugly dude in the way that he plays. Yeah. This guy here, this is like get up and he's got mud all over him all the time, it seems like, because <laughs> he's an ugly guy too. I love the way Ethan Larson plays the game of football. So yeah. if, when you said to me, uh, Ethan Larson, I said, yeah, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> this guy deserves it. Uh, I mean, he's got a little, um, you know, he and Hatchet are the same way. They got like some swag to him too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they got a little, they, they know who they are. They, they know who they are. There's uh, that. And they both command a ton of respect from the opponents. Yes, absolutely. And, like, and, and they're yeah. both good kids too. You know what I mean? Like, that's the thing too, is like, yeah, they both, they're both leaders. They're both, you know, nasty, nasty football players. But they're also the types of guys that like you always want in your program, and that yep. you know Ethan Larson, and that's when you look at it though, that's like the, it's kind of the Mount Baker way, and that's kind of the Ferndale way of doing things, you know. Yeah, and they'll both uh, you know knock it out of the park if you hang a curveball. I'll tell you that. Well, then I won't throw him a curveball. <laughs> well, just don't nothing, hang one. Hey, nothing but straight gas, baby. Oh man, yeah, it was you know sixty five he... down the down the pipe right there. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Ethan's uh. He's a, he's an original. He's a one of a kind. Um, you know, I just, I, I remember him as a freshman, you know, suiting up and thinking, Oh boy, you know, when he gets, when he gets going, I, you know, I'm excited to see what his growth is going to be like. And, but I had always heard he's a baseball kid and, um, and oh, then, yes. <laughs> you know, some, some play some baseball and then play football. He gets hurt. Um, and I know he's, you know, wants to play football at the next level. And, and it looks like the, the way things are going, it's, he's probably going to get his chance. Uh, I just, it's just the overall, like, guys are, not a lot of guys are built the way he is and are athletic as he is and as strong as he is. Um, I remember thinking he might have been, you know, during like the, I think going into the COVID year uh, that he might get moved to tight end. Um, or, or he might be playing center. And that way, I think that was when Davin Beeson moved over to center. I just didn't really know kind of where he was going to be, but they're going to use him somehow his sophomore year. They had to use him somehow. He's too, too, too valuable. Um, played some defensive end. And of course, his junior year gets, gets knocked out in that second game, um, uh, or the beginning of the third game, I believe it was. Yep. Um, it was and early in that game. 
Yeah. And it was just kind of like, man, it's, you know, especially with the way, you know, the COVID year hit. And then, and if you have an injury the next year, it's so hard, especially when you're a guy that talented to get on the radar for, for college scouts. But if you're good enough, you know, colleges will see you. And I know you have a big hand in that as well. Um, and he is good enough. And that's, and I think that, uh, that's been going well for him and for him to earn, you know, this award and, and play the way he did against a really tough defense, uh, says a lot about him and his teammates. I mean, it was definitely a team effort. He'll be the first one to, to tell you that just a great, great, uh, performance by him. All right, Tyler, you're playing defense. Okay. Yeah. Your coach tells you to blitz. Okay. So you're coming off. You're coming hot off the edge. All right. Right. Yeah. You're you're looking like Bryson Lamb coming hot off the edge. Right. You get one guy pulling to hit you. Are you taking Ethan Larson or are you taking Landon Hatchet? Oh man. Because I know you're not taking me. <laughs> you don't <laughs> like want. Who would I? Who this. would I rather? Who would you rather take me? a hit from? Oh man. I mean myself. I don't think I'm taking a hit from either of them. But you know what? No. Hey. Throw whichever one you want at me and just get it over with, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, well, I, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I think that I think you know, Ethan and I, we're we're you know, we're pals. I'd mean, say Landon and I are too. <laughs> yeah, Ethan, um, Ethan might go easier on you though. Yeah, I think yeah. he'd go easier. I, I know on where me, you're you know, going. With I this. mean, I'm his I'm his slow pitch, you know, uh, co-ed league softball general coach. manager owner. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, does he have a contract? You know, <laughs> no, but I wish I had him under contract. Yeah. Um, and and Landon, it'd be kind of cool to get hit by Landon because you know he might be playing on Sunday someday, and I could say that you know yeah. Landon Hatchet it took me out. So um, Tyler, do you remember? <clears throat> I Johnny know that they'll Knoxville? both probably reach out to me and said, "Let's make this happen." Yeah, because that's just the way they are. They Let's do it. Football. So I'm in. Um, yeah. Heck, I'll even put the pads on. See if I can block for you, Tyler. I'll challenge uh, a Landon Hatchet to a punting contest. How about that? Well, I know I could. You know what? I'll get in on this. Ooh, I like it. I I hit a. I, well, okay. Yeah, I know you. you I, you're, I, I've been yeah. known to hit a few big ones. I can. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now the problem is it's it's you know three out of ten. Yeah. Right. The other seven are exit stage right. You know what oh, I mean? I like, love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Um, anyway, those are your players of the week: Marcus George on offense, Max Mollo on defense, uh, Jorgen. Boom, boom, Vigre, uh, special teams, and then Ethan Larson and the Mount Baker offensive line. Um, oh, hey. Ron Lepper from Mount Baker High School. He's very proud of, of uh, Ethan Larson. Boy, that's a lot of lemons. Um, Tyler, fantasy, you got me this week. 100 points for myself on the dot. You yeah. got me with 130.5. Uh, quarterback, I had Jagger five. He got me 12. You had Nolan Wright pulling in 21 points. Zach Nielsen, for me, four points. Colton Lentz, he didn't go Marcus. Hey, Tyler, as I'm going through this, can you do me a favor really quick? Can you pull it up? And what, what did Marcus George have this week? How many fantasy points would he have had? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Because uh, last week, what did I have, like 60-something, right? Yeah, he would have had 56 this week. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Um, Colton Lentz, 38 and a half for you. Andre Watson, 23 for me. Jacob Sorensen, just two for you. Meridian offensive line got me 35. Nooksack Valley's offensive line got you 46. Team defense, Nooksack Valley, six for me. Meridian, 12 for you. Joshton Elmer gets me 12 points. So kind of canceled out your Meridian with a guy from Meridian. Although yeah. you had a Meridian guy also. Yeah. Uh, Amrit Negra, set, oh, am I looking... Yeah, front seven here. Front yeah, seven. Yep. 
uh, with seven points. And then uh, Corey only two for me on the back seven. Colin Anchor, four for you on the back seven. And then uh, old Boom Boom Vigre over there with uh, six kicking points. And then uh, Grady Evans uh, has zero for you somehow in uh, a big win for Seahome. Uh, Tyler, standings on the year. I'm still up six to three. And we're down yep. to the final week of it. Um, and this is going to be an interesting one, Tyler, because we're going to have to pick our teams before the uh, the Nooksack Valley, you know, the whole um, – Oh, wait, I guess those teams don't matter anyway because they get the week off. Although one of them could be playing. I know. See, that's the strange thing. Oh. It's going to be uh, – It's uh, we're going to have to kind of – I'm going to take down. a running back from whoever is playing from one of those three teams. It might be <laughs> one of those things where, yeah, it's – I mean, although, I mean, basically, as far as our, our pick of, or our fantasy goes, those three teams are eliminated for, for this weekend. I mean, there's not much we can do, but the problem is so is, so is Linden. You're right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we Yeah, we're, so there's yeah. not a lot of teams to choose from here. No, this is this is where I mean, I'm really glad it wasn't coming down to this. You know what I mean? Like sure. this is one of those ones where it, it this is going to take a special GM. Let me tell you that. <laughs> special special GM. Tyler, we got anything else to talk about? I don't think so. I think that uh I think that it was a wild weekend. Um yeah, really wild. I, Exciting. I uh, I probably got more clicks over the weekend. On, I mean that the Mount Baker Linden Christian story. Uh, I remember publishing it at, boy, I don't know the exact time, but man, it had like 200 clicks in like 10 minutes. It was just wow. crazy. I was getting kids and parents were messaging me left and right. When are you posting the Baker story? When are you posting the Baker story? And I, and I, you know, I was Settle there. Down. And I was like, I, I, you know, I, I'm trying to get to the rest of the county there. And I knew that this was going to be a long one to write. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, you know, I, so I wanted to kind of take my time on it and not have to worry about anything afterwards. And, and, uh, it was just a, it was just a, it was, a, it was the kind of weekend that, that a person like you or I, you know, smile at and we go, this is, this is why we love this. Not yeah. this is not this is why we do this. This is why we love this. Yeah. And it just had a lot of that feel to it. It's one that um you know, I want to bring uh, my girlfriend out to a game. You know, her and I we've been watching Friday Night Lights. I've never seen it before. The the TV show. No, neither have I. I've, I've And never seen um it. and so uh you know, I love the book, the movie. Eh, I I thought the movie was awful, but go ahead. Yeah, right. I kind of felt the same way. The show was interesting, um, and you know, and she's from Texas, and so she understands, you know, high school barbecue football. and high school football. Yeah, yeah, yes. And so, but I want to, br- I want to bring her to an atmosphere where it can really show. Yeah, that probably would have been a good one, huh? Yeah, and so it, there's there are games like that that I'd uh, you know to love to show her, and and um, man, things like that. It's just. It, I, I, you know, she she understands my passion for it, but I want to I want her to see kind of where it manifests. You know, yeah. And it's, I, it's it's funny you uh, say this, Tyler, because Friday night I went up to Glacier Peak and Lake Stevens, yeah, big time I game, mean, right? Imagine that, yeah, big time game. Before the game, uh, the broadcast crew that was there saw me and hey man, I was good, you know. And so you, yeah. you you meet up with people you haven't seen in a while, and you know it's always a good time. Then I go over to the to the barbecue, and the wrestling team. I got myself a double cheeseburger. I go down mm-hmm. to the field, you know, seeing all these people I haven't seen in a long time. 
at halftime, they call me up. Hey, can you do a, a, a thing on the on the broadcast at halftime? Sure, not a problem. Not going to lie. Kind of knocked it out of the park. <laughs> then, yeah. then, then went back down onto the field. Second half was kind of nuts. Um, Lake Stevens scored 43 points in the second half somehow. Um, wow. Ended up kind of running away with the game. But then afterwards, you know, seeing everybody excited about a championship. Lake Stevens won 10 league championships in a row now. Um, so they're all putting two hands up, you know, all five fingers on both hands. Right, and yeah. Micah, my, uh, you know, he writes for me, Micah Chen. Yeah. We're driving home and we're going through Highway 9. Uh, we're we're driving through like the Snohomish Valley, I think is what it's called. It's like the lower part of, of Snohomish. Mm-hmm. And we're about to come up the hill. And I just looked over at him at one point and we're stopped at a stoplight. And I just go, man, isn't high school football great? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, what? <laughs> like, isn't it great? Like, what wasn't tonight awesome? Like, this is the, this is what it's about, man. Yeah. Like, Tyler, I'm not kidding you. First off, I, I've never seen a high school stadium that opens an hour and a half before. They opened their stadium an hour and a half before at Lake Stevens because they got so many people to pack in there that the yeah. line is so huge. So they opened an hour and a half before. We walked around down onto the field an hour before the game. There was like 62 minutes on the clock, Tyler, and the place was full. <laughs> It was unreal. It was so much fun, you know. And that's what's, it's. It, I, I, as you were describing the game, mm-hmm. Mount Baker and LC, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, there's probably a fog in the area, right? Like a mist off in the distance. There's, you, you know, maybe a, a little bit of a, a, a little, you know, crisp breeze. There's the uh, the mountain in the background that has, or I guess it's not really a mountain. It's just kind of like that big hill with all the trees on it. The place is packed. I'm just, like I was getting juiced just listening to you talk about it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I can feel it, and it's just it's it's what makes high school football so great. I mean, it just does. Yeah. And, they, and everywhere in the county, everywhere up there has it. Yeah, they just yeah they have they have they're it. all a little different. Yeah, but they all have it. Yeah, and it's funny you mentioned that thing about halftime because at the Mount Baker Linda Christian game at halftime. I was going to just kind of walk around the track, just give it kind of one good loop, kind yeah. of loosen up. It was starting to get a little cold. And I walk down to the scoreboard side and the ball boys are kicking extra points. Yeah. And a small part of me went, oh, can I give it a shot? Um, but you know what <laughs> I ended up doing? I, ended said, up, I better not I, risk it. Right. And I ended up catching kicks and throwing it back to them. Yeah. For the it, whole but, halftime. But you're just taking it in, man. Yeah, it was like, it was like, man, if I was out there like when I was an eighth grader ball boy, and if I was kicking extra points, uh, and if some like local media guy was back there catching them and throwing them back to me, like, yeah, that'd or be the for, coolest thing ever. Even if they so don't know I who wanted... you are, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's just some guy. But hey, that yeah. guy's nice enough to stand back there and catch it. Like, yeah, like it's so. Yeah, that's. I mean, I looked like a fool with my pink shorts and my Where's Waldo socks and my Walter Payton jersey <laughs> and my Expos hat on backwards, and you look but, like a paint by numbers. Yeah, but it was you know they got to kick the next one quicker because I was able to get the ball back to them and yeah, and uh, it was just a just the atmosphere was it's football, man. Yeah, it was. Cool. It's football. It's high school football. It's the best. It is the yeah. absolute best. I don't care what anybody says, Tyler. We've been talking way too long, oh, okay. and uh, I think your girlfriend has officially moved out. Yeah, I think she. I think she got yeah. a couple of messages sent to me. I think one that says the fire went out. Do I need to do anything? Yeah, start it back up. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, don't, don't, don't touch yeah. it. Um, yeah, and by the way, I made sure not to get on Facebook so that she didn't get after me. Um, <laughs> anyway, Tyler Anderson, we will uh, we'll wrap it up right here. 
again, subscribe to the podcast. Be sure to do that. You will get do, Tyler. Do we know yet? Other than the 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 three way tiebreaker, are there any games on Thursday? Do you know yet? I don't think there's any on Thursday. Okay, so just that. the tiebreaker. So so I will definitely be there. Uh, I am super pumped up for. It. I love that I can just now to it. Will you be putting out a small preview for that, or, or like, or what? What's your plan? Then? Oh man, I don't think so. Okay, I so think the preview that, will come out Friday then. Right, I think that's just the way to go. Yeah. Um, no, I agree. I, I, I think that it's such a short game. About it. You know, yeah. potential that it, it doesn't make sense to really go too. It, crazy. It's all over social media. I yeah. mean, you know, well, and, you'll, um, and you're, you'll be there. You'll, you'll be doing your thing. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. can basically just walk right over from work when you're done. Oh, I'm totally just gonna walk over. Yeah, yeah I, I should, hey, pull pull a Ryland Spencer, uh-huh. and order a pizza to the field. <laughs> do it. Uh, don't put it past me. <laughs> <laughs> you could do, you could just tell him like, hey, can you deliver it to the corner of the stadium? I'm gonna be there in about 15. Coach Lepp's gonna walk over and be like, that's a lot of pepperoni. He's gonna say that's a lot of pepperoni, Tyler. Oh, and then he's man. gonna go. Now give me a slice. All right, <laughs> he's Tyler Anderson, Watcom Preps and WatcomPreps.com. A reminder: we'll talk more about volleyball next week. So Tyler, write that into this show sheet right now, so we don't forget. We're Will talking do. volleyball next week because uh, the state championships are going to be here, and uh, I'm pretty sure there's going to be some teams from Watcom County that either a are in it. Actually, probably A, they're in it, and B, they probably got a real shot to win it. So we'll talk about that next week. He's Tyler Anderson, Wacom Preps, WacomPreps.com. I'm Ryland Spencer from Cascadia Preps and CascadiaPreps.com. You've been listening to the Week 9 Recap on the Wacom Preps Podcast. We'll talk to you on Thursday.